I'm just imagining it. I'm just imagining you. Welcome to the Ghostbusters 2 fan convention, guys. I'm just imagining um, it. It's like the, a massive hall and it's just absolutely empty. It looks like, uh, what was it, like Tanacon or like, uh, what was that Alcunacon one? in South Park. No, there, there was one in real life where it was like uh, like a, a Tumblr event where there was oh. just like a little paddling pool with like balls in. Yeah. And uh, I'm just imagining it be, being you and it's you've got like a little name tag and it's like chairman of the Ghostbusters <laughs> 2 fan club. Chairman, uh, vice chairman, <laughs> treasurer, secretary and, all, and only fan. <laughs> Welcome to Two Rules Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Reedy, and I'm here with Harry Harding. We're talking all things Ghostbusters. We're going to be talking about the original 1984 film, 1989 sequel, and the new Jason Reitman film, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Before we get into that, just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened over the last couple of months. It's been a great couple of months for the podcast. What we'd really appreciate is if you gave us a follow or a like on any of the social medias that you use. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can find us at Two Rules Podcast. That out of the way, let's get to the films that we're here to talk about today. I, I don't know about you, but I am buzzing. I am, um, I am too. Uh, I, I, we, seeing as we never see eye to eye, this is clearly quite a rare occurrence. <laughs> oh wait, we always see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, almost always. I should probably, um, I should probably say to listen to the to the to the listeners out there all around the world. Um, after cinema, we went in. We we stopped off briefly at at a at a, at a upstanding eatery, um, <laughs> at a restaurant, at a, a restaurant with a golden arch. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I, I just said to Liam, um, I haven't come out of the cinema feeling so satisfied uh, in a, in a long long time, and uh, and 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 also that I I was pretty much beaming for the entirety of of the film mm. um i just had this like gleeful joy inside me um it's um it was uh, for me it was um the there was uh there was laughs there was paul rudd paul rudding um, to his absolute best, and I'm going to say this on so record. I'm, I'm going to say this on record that Paul Rudding is better than Ryan Reynolds. Zing. I agree. I agree. Especially after our last podcast, which was Red Notice, uh, my 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 will to. I mean, it's my not tolerate, but the Ryan Reynolds has just kind of gone downhill tenfold in my book. Whereas uh, Paul Rudd doing his Paul Rudd shtick, yeah, I, I could I could watch all day long. I do you know what I agree. Mm. I haven't seen Red Notice, nor was I a part of that podcast. Apologies uh, to That's all okay. my fans out there, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree. I I I think Ryan Reynolds. I don't know why we're talking about Ryan Reynolds, but I, just on that subject, I do think Ryan Reynolds is is um, uh, charismatic and oh, and course, charming yeah. and likable. But yeah. I do I know what you mean. It's getting a bit tiring now. It's like he's just Deadpool all the time. Mm. 
But I completely agree about Paul Rudd. He he was on top of Paul Rudd form in this film. <laughs> and do you know what? It really worked. We, we were like... We, I was laughing at everything he said. Not... Well, half because it was genuinely funny, but also just because it's like... Oh, so Paul Rudd. I know, yeah. Such a Paul Rudd thing to say. I, I, I think you like it. Must be he just had like no script, it's and they were just like, yeah. "Please, please react like you would to this scene." Mm. <laughs> you know, it's um. one of those actors where he can get away with just playing Paul Rudd in every film, and it works. <laughs> oh, it does work because he's just he just has that sort of everyday. Man. He he is he is an everyman guy next door. He is an everyman that you know recently got voted world's sexiest. Man. He did, didn't he? He did. They even talked about. They even mentioned that on Talk Sport. That Paul, <laughs> the the Paul Rudd reach is far and wide yeah. these days. Um, but yeah, there was there was definitely there was there was laughs. There was like there was tears. Oh yeah, mate. Um, and mm. you know, it's it's been a wild ride for Ghostbusters. Um, to say the least, mm. uh, because we're going to touch about uh, touch on the uh, initial two original movies, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, you know piece together what we we just witnessed at the cinema uh, all these years later, uh, and, and uh, you know uh, I'm definitely going to bring up the question: Is this the best? Nostalgia sequel of all time, because uh, the Hollywood trend as of late, um, what for the last nearly ten years, I'd say, or maybe even a little bit shorter than that, maybe since probably since like Star Wars got bought by Disney, the the fact that they were bringing another trilogy kind of opened the floodgates to. The the nostalgia porn that we have in cinemas now, mm. um, side by side with the MCU. Um, so, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to the actual review of Afterlife. Yes. But Ghostbusters for me, I, I watched the the cartoon as a kid. Um, I thought I think there was only it was only a really short series. I don't think there was like years and years of the cartoon. I just remember it being on in that melee of all the other 90s cartoons mm. which includes Men in Black which I'll probably just touch upon a little bit well I, I, later on I think I think it was late 80s actually oh yeah yeah, yeah. because um, I think the cartoon was made during the hiatus between the two films yeah I just remember it being I remember it being on, I, on I, you remember seeing it in yeah the yeah. I, I, yeah I don't yeah, remember yeah. I, I don't um, it wasn't like a new release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a, like mid to late eighties cartoon. Um, and then they, they, I think they made a, another Ghostbusters cartoon. Which was oh, like was Ghostbusters, it like extreme like, Ghostbusters? Yeah. something like that. Wasn't <laughs> I remember it? that yeah. being on, but it not being as good. No. So you know, intrinsically, it's part of the childhood. Yeah. For me, and then seeing the original movie, mm. you know, I think I was probably like. I want to say in about eight or nine when I saw the original. I think I was around my aunt and uncle's house because I remember just watching either The Mask or Ghostbusters every time I went. Um, and I probably went like two, three times a year. Yeah. They probably got pissed off. You know, like we, we were talked about this in one of the other podcasts where, you know, uh, Joe said about um, uh, getting a, a blockbuster 
VHS, but getting it multiple times. Oh, yeah. Surely after a while, your parents would think maybe you should just buy it instead of renting it every four weeks. Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking about this the other day too. Um, uh, when you're a kid, you you do watch the same films over and over again, yeah. don't yeah. you? Um, it's just one of those things. And I think the original Ghostbusters was probably one of those one of those for me. Like I said about the mask, also the original Men in Black. They're like the um, I'm, I've grown out of Disney now, Mum. Like I'm, I don't like I'll watch some live action. You want to start watching some yeah. PG rated, some PG live action films, exactly. That are a little bit, you know, they've got they slip in the odd swear word. There's a little bit of innuendo mm. in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so much into Lion King on VHS anymore. It's yeah. Men in Black, yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. The Mask. Yeah, Jim Carrey films. Yep, um, Dumb and Dumber. Like 80s uh, sort of kids movies. Mm. Yeah. So is it you know part of part of the tr- more more really like the part of the transition from like a very young child to to a, like preteen? Yeah, I'd say pre, uh, pre- pre-teen, you know like I a 10, 11, 12? Yeah, yeah, that's the correct. So, yeah, yeah, that's the age. So yeah, thing. and you know Ghostbusters. Um, we I think we both watched the movies that made us episodes on netflix yeah um great series um needs needs more episodes needs more non-horror movies <laughs> for my yeah and also needs a new a new narrator oh what don't like danny wallace is that who it is yeah yeah who's that um he wrote yes man no, I don't like him. Uh, well, other don't pe- like him. Other people... Sorry if you're listening, Danny, but um, <laughs> other people have mentioned this to me as well about that series. The, the, uh, this, the narration is weird. It's like it's like really jokey. Like it is jokey. Making... Yeah. I just want... I, Info. I just I want to watch a documentary. documentary. Yeah, I yeah. want to watch a documentary, not a stand-up comedian. Like, this isn't Come Dine With Me with Dave Lamb. Make, yeah, you know, fair enough, yeah. Are you too much salt on that, Lee? Yeah, I don't want that. I just want, you know, in 1989, um, John Landis was working on the Blues Brothers yeah. or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, the episode is, is, is uh, you know, all um, all uh, apparently terrible narration aside, it's still a very informative show. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, it was just a good, good happenstance that Afterlife was coming out. It's a great... Joe, that show um, is... If you're like a film buff, movie geek, whatever you want to call it, as we are, that shows that's like our making a murderer. Oh, it is actually. It? That that shows <laughs> like the, the. No, I'll tell you what is the um, equivalent of uh, making a murderer is um, that the movie, the movies series that Sky on Sky documentary. Yeah. If you watch uh, the movie, that it's literally just it's so all encompassing. Yeah. They couldn't call it anything else but yeah. the movies. I'm currently watching um, the music of the movies. Oh, nice. I recorded it off Sky Arts. Talk- Basically, the same thing goes through the decades. Lovely. But it's about scores. And talking of uh, the music of the movies, the uh, theme tune for uh, Ghostbusters is genuinely so iconic. You, I mean, you don't really have to. You don't have to tell you that. There's a theme tune. Yeah, I know. Well, in in uh, Ghostbusters two, they decided to go way off. You know, they only play it like a couple of times for like thirty seconds, and then in the end credits, I think. But then even in the end credits, they only do it for like another 30 seconds it's like they don't own the rights to the music and they only paid for 
a minute's worth of song. Well, we'll get for onto the that. Second. We'll get onto that. Well, I think they were. I think they were trying to push the uh, the the Run DMC um, remix. Oh, okay. Uh, which was the the main theme of of two. Um, so but... I, I remember seeing it in the um, movies that made us that he he basically did it all in like like a day and a bit because yeah. because he adds like uh, couriers at the door. Yeah, basically just trying to get him to have something to send to the studio yeah and he was just like oh, i don't know like D- didn't he like get the idea for it from like he saw that the advert in the film yeah and he was like oh i'll i'll, I'll do it as, as if it's like a, an advert a jingle yes and then he got apparently he he got that night he got his his girlfriend had her mates over this is the story. I don't know if it's true. So he got his girlfriend and her mates to record Ghostbusters. They were just happened to be there, just having you know having a party. And he was like, "Hey, could you just could you just come in here and yeah. say Ghostbusters over and over again all three of you, like, for three all, minutes? Yeah, all, all few. Of you. Yeah, just uh, I need some some backing for this. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's just great. And honestly, when it is. When it was on in the credits for Afterlife, I was just like, I was just tapping my feet the whole oh, time. Same. It's just, you just can't help but not get into it. No, I know. No matter how, like, low level that is yeah. from just like... It's a perfect theme song. Mm. It's catchy. It's um, it's upbeat. It, you know, it makes you, it makes you like, it, it gives you the feels yeah it just like, gives you the feels gives you a bit of energy yeah and and it works also really well in, in within the film as a as a sort of um you know like a montage um, inspiring theme tune mm. um as well as as well as just a song encapsulates a time where a lot if not most blockbusters had at least a song attached yeah whereas you know now we're in I can't see Dune Part Two getting a getting <laughs> no. a fucking theme song have you seen to go that, with it. Have you, you know? seen that Key and Peele sketch where Jordan Peele plays Ray Park Junior? No, he's like, I've written so many other songs for films that didn't get released, and it, he's going through all these different movies. Yeah, and it's basically just him rehashing. Movie. Ghostbusters, oh. <laughs> but with, for serious films. So he's like, 12 years a slave. Jumanji. It's just the passion of the Christ. Like, oh, just all so these serious films. <laughs> oh, I, I do think that. Yeah. But they just, it just shows you like, that it's, it's, again, something that's been like parodied to the max. But it's just so iconic that it just, it, it is just like a piece of... Mm. It just it just is just a perfect snapshot of yeah. like yeah. the mesh of um having a theme song for the movie and the movie and the song being so successful. Yeah. Um really that I don't know, the last time it may have happened is what like in the nineties with with Will Will Smith. I was just thinking that many probably Black. the original Men in Black, yeah. probably the the most popular um of movies that had also one of the Italian most popular kids. songs well i mean wild wild west was also a banger despite the film not not being great well i mean you can't deny the song is a banger the, the oh no the song is yeah. um 100 a banger but yeah. um, we've also stated on this podcast sam and i that no matter how schlock it is uh, we both love wild wild west i love wild wild west as well it, it yeah we I, put it in our top five it's great so yeah 
you know. But I that's a diff- I, yeah, a different conversation <laughs> for a different day. But um, yes, and you know, it's it's a, such a great introduction to to Ghostbusters, especially at the time if you probably heard the song on the radio or something. Yeah. And then then you're like, holy shit, I'm gonna see this film yeah. because that song kicks you know, ass. I I remember and I, I remember and I I looked this up and this 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 because. At the start of Ghostbusters, when they when they're running out of the library, scared, mm. and and the the title uh, appears on the screen, I've definitely seen a version of that on TV or on VHS where the they don't play the song over that. They play uh, Elmer Bernstein's um, like jazzy. Um, Oh, I know what you mean. Score. Yeah, yeah. But Is it just I'll... like uh, piano? Yeah, it's like piano. But then after the, then but then I think I don't know if it was for the for the home release or whatever. Mm. But they then put the song in over the top of that because of how popular it was yeah. and how they probably they probably didn't even have the song when they for the original yeah, release. Yeah, I don't. I, I would I would imagine that they didn't. I don't know yeah. for certain because uh, you know they as as well as. Um, the visual effects for the movie, they were still doing it days before release. Yeah, which is mental. Mm-hmm. Would you just not? Would just not happen? These Especially days? back then. Yeah, we when you know they, they didn't have the the technology that, that people have now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whereas you know a lot of you know I mean there's probably only a few. Mm. Uh, I don't think there's any in the original. I don't think there's any quote unquote just CGI. I think it's all just practical. Yeah. Um, there might be some, I don't know. Maybe there's a few minor shots that you know. I think they got there's away a with. few, like uh, of the period '80s computer animations. Mm. But a lot of it, most of it's but just composite. It is, yeah, you know, just yeah. um, just all done by. Uh, I can't remember what the company is called, but it's like an offshoot of ILM. Loads of people left, didn't they? This again is all covered in the the episode mm. um they all left ilm in the you know early 80s post like return of jedi post yep. empire started their own company and uh so it was talented people with like a very small budget yep. doing a film which is you know advertised to be having supernatural beings in it yeah and you really don't see too much until the end yeah you know they do it. Um, they do it all. Uh, kind of, oh, how, what's the what's the technique where you just you just te- it's like in Jaws where you just teasing the shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of that in yeah. the first one up until the end where you have to actually. You're right. Other you know, than Slimer, there yeah. isn't really a lot of. Um, Ghost. Uh, there's a woman at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, there. Yeah, but not like to a great extent. No, no. I would oh, say. Honestly, like uh, they were they were saying about it being the exact amount of frames that they shot, that or the the exact amount of frames that you see in the the film mm. is the amount of frames that they had of the actual shot of the special effects. Mm. Like for the for the um, for the the, the devil dogs, um, basically. Especially when they're in a hotel. I remember one of them, uh, one of the interviews, saying that uh, basically they used every frame of what they had because it was just like they were just cutting it as they were going. You know, like they'd say, "Oh, we've got 
um, this shot um, ready to edit and they were like cool give it here and they just put it all in you know they just there was no oh we've we've done this shot but only use a couple of seconds mm. it was like they just used everything they got yeah uh, practical effects wise which was really interesting um, and it does make you realise how the, the film is about the characters it isn't weighed down by everyone wanting to just see ghosts no not at Do all you know what I mean it's it I mean that's that's the that's the charm of it. It's mm. it's about it's about the characters more than it is about uh busting ghosts or um you know or the, the seeing the supernatural. Yeah. Um up on that screen. I, and it's it, it's the origins of it are really interesting as well. I think mm. Dan it was Dan Aykroyd's idea. Yes. And then he he was inspired by his own family. Yeah. Oh well, he, he's he's into, but he is in he's real into life. The, he he's into, into the occult, isn't he? He's into the supernatural, isn't the, he? Yeah. And he, he said his dad, uh, his father, was a big influence on the, these movies. Uh, him and his family, who were kind of into that kind of thing. Yeah. And he just uh, over time kind of merged that idea with you know like uh, the the time. Yeah. The you know the period of time where it's you know all of these supernatural things happening, what if they happened uh, today in, you know, 1980s New yeah. York? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's literally just about like, initially three upstart guys. Yeah. Two of them, are scientific geniuses and one's like a psychologist who's also friends with them and into the thought of the supernatural, but pff, Do you know, it's a bit it, of a, I've always wondered that because, I know for a fact that Venkman was written for John Belushi, mm. and obviously Zeddemore was written for Eddie Murphy. Mm. But you know, John Belushi um, sadly passed away. Mm. Eddie Murphy passed on the project in favour of doing Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. So I just wonder. I mean, how different would that film have been without if 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 that had been the case? Mm. I mean, it probably still would have been successful. Because, you know, it's like all the, the biggest stars of Saturday Night Live mm. in one movie together. It's like the Avengers of Saturday Night Live. It genuinely, yeah, it was. Um, but, I, you know, I think... I do... I think Bill Murray... Having Bill Murray as Venkman instead of John Belushi... And I'm only really going by this on what I've, that I've seen. I've only ever seen John Belushi in The Blues Brothers and Animal House. Yeah. But I don't think he would, would have been right for that part. No, I don't either. Venkman... Well, the way Bill Murray plays Venkman is a sort of quick-witted, sharp-tongued, um, sort of cynical uh, womanizer. Yeah, I can't see John Belushi doing that. He's more of a sort of loud, obnoxious kind of um, uh, sort of silly, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind oh, yeah, of yeah. comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see what you're going for, and I, I agree. It's, I you know, this this movie was really. Um, kind of uh, a move away from the the animal house national lampoon style of comedy yeah exactly movies that came out of um saturday night live yeah um from the 70s and 80s yeah. and I, I don't know if they made any more after the 80s i'm not like fresh up on my history of that kind of franchise but i, th I think a, f a, f a few coneheads was one but no but i'm saying that the co coneheads and this and uh was a move away from the national lampoon kind yeah, of yeah 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 and it was into like a 
it's still situational comedy. Yeah. But there, there's a bit more of an overarching story. It's yeah. rather than yeah. because National Lampoon's kind of like a scary movie. Yeah. Um, to compare it to something. Yeah. That we know from our childhood and young adulthood, and this, this is kind of I feel, I feel like it was it was quite a risk to have a a, a sci-fi comedy. Uh, but set in like the now uh, of the time, obviously in '84. But um, it must it must have been like a hard pitch, I, I think. I know that it's got uh, it, famously uh, Dan Aykroyd. Um, he shopped the idea around, and said, "You know, oh, Bill Murray's attached because he had a conversation with him." Yeah. Bill Murray said, "Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. sure." And then like no contract, no yeah. communication, no nothing, and him. And <clears throat> Ivan Reitman were just like up until the very day that they started shooting, didn't know whether Bill Murray would turn up. I think that's like again, this is why it's so fascinating. It's because if I was Dan Aykroyd or Ivan Reitman, I'd be sweating bullets. Yeah. That your your main star, quote unquote, is is just maybe not gonna turn up, like and then you don't have a movie. Yeah. It literally all did ride on Bill Murray to start with and then you know his performance throughout the film which they said you know once he was there on set it was easy yeah do you know what i mean like it wasn't like oh it was rough the whole time it was just up until that point they were like oh shit what's gonna happen next yeah what is gonna happen yeah i know um and like i said i think he he was a perfect fit for that character um you know if they'd got someone else in to play venkman it might not have been I don't know. It might have worked. It might not have worked. Um, but yeah, I. Th- but I think it all just fell into place and it worked really well. Hmm. And you know, uh, yes, I know that they cut down Winston's part massively after Eddie Murphy dropped out. But you know, at least they didn't cut the part out entirely. Yeah, they, they could have. Done ju- I mean, Ernie Hudson was a, a complete unknown. I think. Uh, yeah, so it, was, it was like a TV. They could actor. have like, you know, they could have just said, oh, "We'll just cut Winston out of the script and make it about the three main guys could have, could have easily done that but they brought him in you know and you know he was a, a, a fully fledged ghostbuster by the end he he so i think he plays the the best uh straight man of all four. Oh yeah because he, although dan Aykroyd's character is probably out of the other main three the straightest because you got yeah. uh Fankman, like you said he's a bit of a He's 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 a bit he's a bit aloof, bit of a womanizer, like you said, but yeah. just a bit, you know, it doesn't well, take anything too serious. Well, they say they say it. I don't know if they say it in the film, but they said, um, uh, I, I don't know, I've, I don't know where I've heard it. There's documentary or whatever, but they said that um, they said that Venkman's the mouth. Oh yeah. Uh, Ray, uh, as in Stance, is the heart mm. of the Ghostbusters. Uh, obviously, Spengler's the brains, and then Winston Zeddemore, hes the everyman. Mm. He's the, the well. What you just said there was from the post-credit scene. Yeah, in Afterlife. But uh, but they've which I've, we'll I've, get to. I've seen that that comment before. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. Some they went they they've stayed that the reason they said that in Afterlife is because that is a quote from one of the actors saying mm. about the original film. Mm. That was the basis of the characters. You've got the mouth, the heart, the brains, and then the the, the everyday 
straight man that like, like the ordinary guys can relate to and he, he just he plays the the part like so well because yeah he is just um every thought that comes into the audience's mind yeah he'll he usually just says it out loud yeah but but at the same time he's still like he's not just there for like as a vessel for the no audience. No, no no he does feel like he has his own oh yeah course, character yeah, yeah. and personality and mm. uh you know and and you know like I like it when he's when Annie that bit when he's being interviewed and um, uh, Annie Potts just reels off this whole list of, do you believe in this 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 and he's just like, if there's a steady paycheck involved, I'll believe anything you say. Nice, yeah. I just like I like that. Yeah, his uh, his motivations are, you know, kind of, you know, what you would be because you're yeah. not you're not a scientist or just exactly. like into this kind of stuff. Exactly. Um. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great casting. I mean, it's just it's one of those movies that you're just like it's 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 hard to see anyone else playing those roles. It's also hard to see how they actually got them all together at the same time. Yeah, it, it was just one of those ones where it's just like it just all just kind of falls into place in terms of casting, which yeah. you know does it only really happens rarely. Yeah. Um. You know, Sigourney Weaver is great in it. Um, again, it was one of those ones where they 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 wanted to cast her, thought she would say no, asked, and she said yes. Mm. So again, it's just um, yeah, just yeah, just great great casting. Versatile as well, actor. You know, she can do she can do like serious drama, horror. Obviously, she was probably quite. At that point, out of all of them, she's probably the most famous because she, oh, yeah. she'd done Alien. And she it, was a yeah. huge star. Yeah, 100%. Because Alien yeah. was like 79, wasn't it? Mm, so yeah. she she was all well established by then. Mm. And then she comes and does this low budget in the sense that it's like kind of has a B movie. Oh, it is very. Sci fi comedy. Very B with, movie. With a bunch of guys who, who aren't really like, at that point, they're not like. Actors, they're 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 jokers. They're Saturday Night Live exactly. comedians. Yeah, literally. Um, so I like that. Mm. Um, great casting. Rick Moranis as well is brilliant. Yeah. Um, in that, um, in as as Louis Tully, great character. Um, God, he plays it. He plays it perfectly. Yeah, he he um, he he's really funny in that film. I I I I really like him in that. He's he's definitely. Um, Whenever I think of the word dweeb, I think of oh, that he's character. Oh, he's a total dweeb. Yeah, he's a total dweeb. And but, that's like not even that's not really even like majorly offensive as a word. No, I'm it's just not like at it's, all. A, it's just, I'm just like he's, he, there's no other word for it. He's just a bit of a dweeb. Yeah, he yeah. is a dweeb, but but he's he's perfect. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. Isn't he? He's um, yeah. I mean, he plays it. He plays it quite straight as Wayne Selinsky in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's 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 great in seeing him in this, like really showing his whacked comedy out. chops. Yeah. Especially uh, when he's doing the the lawyer scenes in the second one. Oh, where he's their oh, lawyer, and he's just like, mainly do like tax stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when when you know when when the uh, when the prosecutor is like, he's like, oh, object. He's like, give me a break. We're both lawyers. <laughs> it's so pathetic. But but yeah, uh, yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters one. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's 
Yeah, and it, when you said it was, it's it's low budget. It is. It, I'm I'm thinking like the. This is just being being harsh for harsh sake, but the uh, effects really do date. They do when watching them on a big TV in 2021. Yeah, in like all all its glory. Um, yeah. again, that's that's me nitpicking for for nitpicking sake, like. We 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 sing yeah. we've sing we've sung its praises. I, I have to say something negative. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. It's I mean it's you know it's a part of its time though. It is. I mean, you could say that, that you know. I don't want them to George Lucas it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was just gonna say you you could <laughs> say argue the same thing about A New Hope. Yeah. You know, obviously the special effects are better in that, but yeah. you know they're not. If you watched it back now compared to modern movies, they're not as great. Great. So controversially uh, on that topic, I feel like the the special edition updating they did in '97 for the Star Wars original trilogy, I feel like some of those effects look they they oh they they they're they're better obviously than the '77 versions, but some of the CGI is looking ropey as shit now. Yes, yeah, um, um, which makes me as a kid, I was like, oh, I, obviously I didn't know the changes because I was only little when they came out. Yeah, the re the special edition, sorry. But then I've seen what it used to look like. And I, sometimes I'm just like, oh, why don't you just keep it? Mm. <laughs> it's just like, it feels more natural. But again, that's just uh, something that... It's it's, it's just it's just because it's noticeable. Yeah. But it's not... Ghostbusters is not in any way a s- serious film. It's got some drama in it. Yeah. But for, for me to be... Uh, going on about its at the time pretty good effects. Yeah, you know, um, for how small the budget was, mm. and you know how skeptical higher ups were about this formula working, which they, you know, they they thought you know it's just a sci-fi, but in the eighties, you know, because everything was Star Wars back then, you mm. know, or Star Wars ripoff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're doing a sci-fi comedy, they probably yeah. like lick their lips and be like oh it's going to be about a parody of like Star Wars and Star Trek and, and, also, they, and he was just like no <laughs> I mean you know at that time as well um, I mean the 80s was one of the best decades overall for, mm. for movies we've ever had Yeah, I mean all the major franchises were coming out in the same decade at the same time a lot of them in the same year Mm. So you you know you've got Terminator, you've got Indiana Jones, you've got Star Wars, you you've got um, well I'm sure there's loads. I'm, you I'm didn't have to wait very it. long for your Rocky. next. You know, you, know, you didn't have to wait very long for your next great movie. Yeah, honestly. And and these these were just the franchises. You're also getting all these amazing um, Back to the Future. Yeah, all these amazing um, standalone films as well coming out mm. in that. Decade. Something you don't see these days. So for a film to come along starring a bunch of unknowns, well not unknowns but non Hollywood at the time, mm. Saturday Night Live guys in this sort of low budget uh, B movie sci fi comedy, amongst all that other stuff. Makes it even more impressive. And for it to be the huge, like, global, um, massive hit that it is around the world, I think that's uh, an, an outstanding achievement. Mm. It's, uh, it is a testament to to the writing, to just everything coming together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 
it's 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 beloved to to this day by millions of people and yeah. it's crazy how um how it did go into a hiatus for so long yeah um and when we talk about ghostbusters 2 very shortly um we'll talk a little bit about the story um but yeah the it's just it's just got so many classic moments you know the you know and it's the finale with the stay puff marshmallow man is like iconic in terms of it is iconic in terms of finales to films yeah and when you break it down if you were to write it down on paper um sounds ridiculous that they manifest a giant marshmallow man yeah who is the basically the antagonist for the film yeah because goza turns into it doesn't yeah doesn't he she it because it yeah yeah goza of course being like wearing a a, a leotard and looking with a david bowie haircut Mm. um, of course is genderless which is just you know again on paper you think oh yeah we'll we'll get this like um, Swedish model who doesn't yeah. speak English to, to dress up like David Bowie, have two, um, like two demon dogs as as pets, and for and them to conjure up a massive marshmallow man yeah. to come and attack a skyscraper. I think I just heard a a movie exec having a heart attack. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Are you on acid right yeah, now? Yeah, that, that or just like someone's <laughs> checkbook closing. You know, like yeah, no way is that getting made. It's like what. Um, but uh, yeah writing it down on paper is mental and then yeah when you watch it back it's just it's just great yeah but you know what it works because of the characters and because of the The style of the movie as well you know and that's what makes I I do genuinely think and believe and this is why I I think that other incarnations of Ghostbusters such as um, the 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 cartoons that didn't feature the original characters and that event that occurred in 2016 mm. i think the reason that they don't work is because the heart of of ghostbusters what makes it ghostbusters is the central characters mm. they are they are the key the key yeah. mouse the key master <laughs> and the gatekeeper yeah. they are what makes it successful i don't think without them it would just be another one of those weird '80s B movies with with dodgy special effects, mm. you know, like that that sort of that with with some questionable acting, like Master of the Universe or something. One of those. Mm-hmm. It just, <laughs> but it's because of the actors, you know. It's because of of you know Murray, Aykroyd, Ramis, Hudson, Weaver, and Moranis. I think those six hold, you know, what the, the glue that hold the whole film and and the whole the first two movies together in the first place yeah. I mean it's about their their relationships the character relationships the banter they go through hardships like not having any money yeah yeah exactly. you know they, they basically live off like they they, they just eat, you know eat their last couple of dollars yeah and then they're just like well we live in this you know this old uh, firehouse yeah uh, we started a, a business and you know we're now we're broke yeah <laughs> and there's that there's like a real you know story of like how they be become a you know, success but everyone's like really skeptical yeah you know of course you would be and then 
you know they they prove themselves and none of that happens in the event well i don't want to i don't want to talk about that because if if we if we start talking about that it's going to get absolutely ripped to shreds yeah, yeah and i don't want to go off on a tangent about that no because so, i feel like we're, we're probably doing pretty well on this i think to be honest with you everyone rips on that there's yeah, nothing yeah. we can say that hasn't no, no, been said, so there's no point in moaning no, yeah. about it um but yeah basically everything that they did in in that film they is the opposite of what they did in the original and that's why the original worked so well mm, because lovely, you, yeah. you had four yes there was improvising and yes they're you know because they yes they they all come from comedy backgrounds but they all had characters with specific personalities and character traits mm. and although they did a, do- a lot of ad-libbing they stuck to their, their characters well. character traits which had which had defining exactly. defining traits and we, we we were watching a few a few videos prior to 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 starting the podcast um and one of the things the points that were made uh again not we'll, we'll finish talking about the event uh, in 2016 uh, pretty much right here, but their their characters um, are their characters up until the point where the uh, plot or the script just needs them to be dumb. Yeah, and I'm like, aren't aren't, aren't two or... or three of them doctors? Yeah. So honestly, they're not going to be dumb. Exactly. You know, they might be a bit um, like um, like Spengler, they might just be a bit like kind of out of touch, but he's also funny. Yes. Because he just like, he turns it on his head, but, but these are yeah, just like... But he's funny in his way. Yeah. He still maintains the the fact that he's like the the um, the, the, the sort of quote unquote sensible, mm. in, intelligent, logical one. But he still cracks But wise. he's still funny. Like, like, I don't know if it's the first film when... Um, when Annie Potts says to him, she's like, oh, so what, 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 what's, what, what's your hobby? And he goes, I collect spores, molds and fungus. And then he just walks off. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a great line. Yeah. But still keeping in character with the character of Spengler. Yeah. But that's just a really funny ad, yeah. like, a line that he says. That adds to the character. Whereas this, with the, with the other movie, it, um, it detracts because it just makes them yeah, stupid or like exactly. you said, or zany or so you've got or vi- just a bit like clueless yeah. for, for no reason. Yeah. Other than the fact yeah. that they need to get a laugh like, in the scene. Like Venkman cracking jokes and one liners and making fun of people, that works because that's his character. Hmm. And then you've got Spengler making these sort of funny but deadly serious lines about his about science, yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I had a slinky, uh, but I straightened it, you know, yeah. things like that. I had half a slinky, yeah. Well, I did until I straightened it. Yeah, and then you've got Ray like spouting off all this like technical uh, mumbo jumbo. This was a class five phant- phantasmal spasm spectre <laughs> with a it, it induced, uh, and like, and then you've got like Winston Zeddemore like making like observations and stuff, and you know, oh, that was really stupid, you know, just. <laughs> All that things and and that works because they are all different. Yeah, they're all different, and and those are their characters and their character traits and their personalities, and but they also work so well as a as a group as an ensemble cast because it is an ensemble cast really. I mean, I know people think say think say Bill Murray's like the main character, but really, it's all three. It's the it's I think Spengler, Stance, and Venkman are all the main characters. They're mm. all 
they all they all have their they all start at the same time yeah. you know and we get to to learn about them uh, early on yeah so it's yeah and it's, their it's an ensemble piece it's mm. not it's not a single no, no, lone so. hero no, story no 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 it's just, it, i feel like it at the time it was um i know bill murray was probably the the out of those three the the most well known um but i feel, i feel like it's only really he's got that kind of um role as being the 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 main actor in it only because he's gone on to be more successful yeah over time i don't think it was because at the time he was Oh, it's like oh, Bill Murray's going to be the main character. No, it's it's all three of them. I don't think it was because I, I don't think his filmography was that extensive before Ghostbusters. Um, I think Ghostbusters is what launched him in into being like a, a superstar, a huge star. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, th- look. I know this. I I know this word gets thrown about so much um, these days, especially about films from around that period because unfortunately um as much as it begrudges me to admit we are we are that was a while ago now and we are quite um dare i say it old what 1984 old what i'm what, <laughs> what, what i'm getting at is liam right. i feel like um that genuinely is a classic oh yeah what I'm... I'm saying is i think we you know when we were growing up 80s films weren't classics they were only like a 10 decade old mm. But nowadays, films from that era are starting to to veer into the into into being a a classic. Yeah, well, in you know, just under three years, that would be forty years old. Exactly. So, you know, for it to be still in the zeitgeist, even yeah. even by a little uh, prior to this film coming out, yeah, um, for it to still be in conversation. Uh, and then if you were to ask people, especially our age, but even people who are even older, mm. you know, the the gen- generations before mm. and a couple of generations after, you'd just be like, oh, uh, Ghostbusters, classic. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, I don't think the same can be said for two. Well. <laughs> um so I, I am very fresh off a rewatch because um, I watched it just moments before we went to, well, you know, like an hour or two hours before we went to see wow. Afterlife. So you've seen two Ghostbusters films. In one day. Today. Um, uh, to be fair, I watched one and two back to back about a couple of nights ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's good. I mean... I don't. I don't know. Even at this point, whether it was better or worse than the last time I saw it, Ghostbusters two. Because I can't remember exactly how I felt the last time. Because it's probably been that long. It's probably been about ten years since I saw two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it over to you. What, what did you? What are your? What are your thoughts? Because I feel like uh, there's gonna be, you know, first time ever on the podcast, there'd be maybe some friction. I wouldn't say there's friction. I wouldn't no. say there's gonna be friction. But, uh, I listen. This is this isn't this is something that has been a constant all my life. 
I've always thought this and I, my mind hasn't changed and it's always caused uh, you know odd reactions from people but I think Ghostbusters 2 is better what what is that I know I know I I prefer Ghostbusters 2 to 1 what I know I know I know I'm sorry listeners please don't turn off now it's, I know it's controversial, and I know it's a really unpopular opinion. Give us your unpo- your unpopular opinion. You know that Radio 1 show? Never mind. Um, <laughs> but, I'm just uh, flabbergasting. So. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, I, I, a bit like what you said about 1, I have a similar story, but with 2. You know, I, so I, I, used to, um, I used to... I don't know why it was 2, but for some reason, my grandparents who had loads of they were map they were big recorders so yes, they had yeah. loads of films on on VHS recorded yeah. off the telly yeah um they more than than actual videos they just had a, they had like a literally a drawer yeah. full of these like old I'm pretty um, sure mine understood, did the same thing. Yeah, like you know, like oh, the old Casio, yeah, oh, yeah. recordable tapes, long play Casio, yeah. so you can get a couple of movies. Yeah, they'd be like four or five hours. Yeah, and got, yeah. And Ghostbuster Two, they had recorded along with a, another film on the same tape, and it was so. I actually saw Ghostbusters Two first as oh. a kid, and this is why I think where I think I was influenced by because I obviously I know for a fact that Ghostbusters Two was marketed a lot more towards kids they took out a lot of the profanity they took out the the smoking deliberately yeah. they also it's like ninja turtles yeah they also because of the success of the the cartoon the real ghostbusters they also incorporated they like slime they brought slimer back they um and they they incorporated a lot of that because they realized quite to their surprise because ghostbusters one has is quite has a lot of adult themes oh yeah yeah it's got a lot more swearing smoking it's got like sexual references to it Mm. it's a much more adult film and i think it was aimed even though it was a pg i think it was aimed they thought it was going to be like a blues brothers like teens like an adult comedy yeah and it was so popular with kids they made the cartoon the cartoon was what really changed things and that's why they made two a bit more kid friendly mm. much more like a pg film or as i feel like the first film was more like a 12 12 really. 12 8 um but um so i used to watch it and it like you said it's one of those films from my childhood that i watched over and over and over and over again i think i'm not exaggerating when i say i've probably seen ghostbusters 2 at least over a hundred times a hundred times well yeah because you know when you're a kid you tend you just watch the same films like every weekend yeah fair enough yeah it's this weird thing if you do it for like three four years yeah they just like they just watch the same movies all the time I want to watch Ghostbusters 2 and you're like really Ghostbusters 2 again you know Um, especially when Ghostbusters 1 is so good well I I, listen I agree with you (laughs) I'm not saying Ghostbusters 1 isn't great but I just personally I think Ghostbusters 2 is better when we when I rewatched it the other night I'm, I, I don't. I was, I was watching Ghostbusters two, and I had that that beaming feeling mm. that I had with Afterlife, where I'm watching it and I'm I'm like, this makes me think of my childhood. It's it's like it's like getting a nice warm hug, mm. and also it's a comfort blanket of a movie. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. But I I also was laughing more at Ghostbusters two. And I know people say, I know that there's Ghostbusters 2 gets a lot of criticism. People say it's not as funny, it's not as good. But I, I, 
uh, for me, there's a lot of moments in Ghostbusters 2 and a lot of like one-liners and quotes that I think are, are genuinely really funny. Mm. Um, I, you know, and it just, it, it, I don't know, for, it, I just, I just feel, I, I just, I, 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 all right, let me justify it. I think, I think it's got a much better villain. I think Vigo is a much better villain than Goza. He's scarier. He's more intimidating. I mean, with Goza, you don't actually see Goza till pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah. And then it turns into a marshmallow man, which isn't exactly. scary at all. Whereas Vigo is genuinely a bit scary, like mm. especially when he's like in turns into a, a monster at the end, and and you know when he's like roaring and stuff in the painting, and the painting's really creepy and eerie. So true. I think Vigo's a much better villain. I think the storyline. I mean, all right, the river of slime is a bit silly and 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 uh, for kids. Let's not go there, but because uh, Ghostbusters in itself. Is a, is a silly idea. Yeah, like, I, I know. It's a, it's a silly kind of like we, like we say B movie silly. Uh, so even even when I thought I, I did think that when I was watching back two back, yeah, I was just like oh River of Slime. I'm just like oh it's a bit like it's it's along the same same lines. Like a River of Slime is making people angry. Um, I mean leads to uh, love is the answer. Love is the the real yeah. hero. Um, which you know, in other stuff we've lambasted before. Yeah, but it's Ghostbusters. But but, um, but it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah so so um, yeah, exactly. Cheesy. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be like I wouldn't dismiss it just because of River of Slime. It's, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. Yeah. I know that's one of the main. A lot of people a, a, criticize a for that. Yeah, gripe by others. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So I think I think uh, as I say, I think Vigo's a, a better villain. I think I think the storylines is is. A, a better that he wants to come back in life but he's got a he's got to inhabit the body of, of a baby and obviously dana's got a baby now i really like that i like that her and peter are like broken up and i like that and i, I like that the, i really like the whole storyline where the ghostbusters are like they're sort of like old news now like people have sort of got over it and Ray and and uh and winston are having to do like birthday parties and stuff you see with that I I just don't think that works because it's only been four or five years. Yeah, it, it's a little bit like it's too it's too soon for the let's get the band back together. I feel like they sh- if they were to do that storyline, that I think they should have waited until like you know later if they were making a sequel mm. to like ten years. Yeah, or fifteen years. You yeah. know, or should have been the idea for one later down the line you know yeah. like if they were like well we'll do a sequel and then you know for a third or later on down the line i know uh, back in the 80s they weren't thinking to themselves oh i'm sure everyone will still love it back in 2010 2015 yeah um but it, it feels it feels too soon when i was watching it back because and i've watched one like loads and then I just did, did need a real refresher uh, on two, and and I was thinking, it's it's still it would still be in people's minds um, that this happened, you know. Um, I know there's a few theories floating about there that you know that it didn't happen, you know, like uh, they've got theories from that from one, it's um, like uh, they they like that. 
it's like a version of like purgatory or like hell or something. There's a few different, you know, like fan theories. There's right, always yeah, fan yeah, theories. Yeah. But um, I just felt like it, it being only five years later, it felt a bit. It felt, it felt a bit weird to be like, oh, they've they've had led such different lives. I'm like, five years isn't too long, you know, for for them to, to say if they were still doing it for maybe a year or two after. That's only three years that have been. Yeah, like, I can see broken that. Up. I can see that. That um, would have worked for for yeah, this movie. Yes. For Afterlife. I can see that, but I I don't know. I mean, again, as as a kid, I didn't really didn't really think about that. Of course, I, of but course. I, no, I I see what you mean, and it yeah, it does. It, it feels also, a bit rushed. It does seem weird that some characters in the film are still like saying that they don't believe in ghosts or or saying that they're calling the Ghostbusters frauds and stuff. Yeah. But then again, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because in the first film when. Um, because of Goza and because that was happening, that the um, the volume of ghosts was more. And then after they vanquished Goza, that the ghosts. Oh um, yeah, yeah. They I think they reference. I think they referenced that. Um... And then because of in Tubi, then because of the emergence of Vigo, that's when the you know again that's explains why that all of all of a sudden the ghosts start mm. reappearing again. Um, but yeah, I just, look. I just I just I really love Ghostbusters two. I know. I think um, I just think it's a better film. I really enjoy it. I, it's a, I just I just find it fun. I love the um, I I, you know, I I think I think the finale's better as well. I really love. I think the whole thing where they go to the Statue of Liberty and they play "Lifting Me Higher" and then they <laughs> march through the streets. I mean, how is that more ridiculous than the giant marshmallow? No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying it is. Like even when I was watching it, I was just like, this is this is just. Um... This is just like classic Ghostbusters. It's, yeah. it's it is They're a bit schlocky. It is B movie, but like that's yeah. That they they lean into that instead yeah. of trying to be even more realistic yeah exactly you know they're, and they're it's not, still the 80s they're just, you know? but they're just going for it balls deep they're yeah. just you know, they're, you know what, it's Ghostbusters it's silly yeah. let's go over the top we went over the top in the first film I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's you know I, 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 I think it's quite funny what else happens in Ghostbusters 2 the Titanic turns up and all the ghosts come off it mate I was I was going to say about this I, think that's, one fu- of, I think that's quite I think that's funny <laughs> one of the and it, isn't it um uh, who's the actor? That, Cheech Marion. Cheech, from Cheech, yeah, that's Cheech. it. Yeah, better late than never. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's hilarious. What's uh, wrong with that? I see. When I was watching it, I was just like, it's best not to think of it uh, any than other. Sorry, other than anything, um, kind of, uh, not just 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 kind of tongue in cheek, I guess. Yeah. Um, best not to think of it any other way because uh, it's f- like really morbid. Like the um, the woman's coat who t- that turns into yeah, like yeah, the dead yeah. ferrets. Yeah. I'm just like probably best not to think about that in a serious way. Yeah, because just take it as a joke. Because in the serious way, it's just like yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It it's just something about too. It like it makes me laugh and it it and it gives me goosebumps in in you know in the sense of like um it's like you're like yeah go on yeah i really i like with, especially the bit with the statue of liberty when they, it's like smashes the museum the oh yeah that's museum, cool and they all swing down and oh, and i'm cool. like yeah cool, go though, on yeah. go ghostbusters and mm. everyone's singing and i re- and you know and at the and, you know when when uh when lewis he like dresses up as a Ghostbuster, yeah. and he's all like, you know, I'm I'm with you guys, and he's yeah. and then he's like, I did it, I'm a Ghostbuster, and I'm just like, this is great, yeah, as well, feel good. This is I do think as well, Ghostbuster two as well. Again, 
for me, it's it ticks all the boxes on, um, and on how to on how to make a decent sequel. In that you sort of do the same thing again, only change everything and make it completely different, which is basically what they do. Yeah. Oh, I think anyway. So the, there are a lot of parallels between the the, the two movies. Yeah. Um. The one of the only bits that I'm I I don't I didn't quite like. Again, I'm, maybe I'm just taking it too seriously. Is just the opening scene, you know, when the baby carriage is. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Is just like rolling down the street, yeah. and then is is being controlled by the slime or being because it literally like weaves in and out of cars. I'm thinking that it's like Vigo. It's like it, I think it's I'm thinking it's it's trying to get to the museum mm. or something like that. Yeah. But I know what you mean. It just feels like a random set piece. Like, yeah. oh, Dane, Dana, Dana's going to have a baby, so let's have the carriage go haywire. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It was, yeah. it, it's got nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. But also, it's the opening scene. Yeah. So it's like, that's your hook for the Ghostbusters too. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I was watching another YouTube video, which was about, um, I think it was about the Eternals, actually. Um, and how it just has no it has no opening hook for you for the movie. Yeah. Um, and this as an opening hook for for Ghostbusters too, after the success of Ghostbusters, felt really quite lackluster. Yeah. Just kind of like you said, it is just a set piece for set piece's sake. Yeah. They were like they probably fleshed out that obviously you know Dana will ha- have a kid. Yeah. Um, and then they were just like, oh yeah, for the for the opening scene. Um, you know, baby carriages, they, they roll when on a hill, you know, why yeah. don't we just have it have a mind of its own and like yeah. almost, you know, weave through tr- New York traffic and yeah. because it, it just like turns corners like up against cars and then like decides to stop in the middle of the road and stuff. And it, and then, and then it just cuts to uh, the title sequence of like Ghostbusters 2 and you're just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit weak. Yeah, I can see that. It's not as strong as opening, obviously, as the library mm. from, from one. I totally see that. Um, maybe they just thought, look, it's Ghostbusters 2. People, we don't need to introduce the characters here. Mm. So let's just do something that's going to be to do with the plot, mm. you know, later. Um, loosely, because loosely, it literally yeah. just gets touched by a bit of slime. Um, um, you know, or let, we need to establish that Dana's got a baby now, so let's do something with the carriage, something mm. like that. Um, but, well, I, yeah, I, see, I can see why you like Ghostbusters to uh, even with it because it's an emotional connection. Yeah. Um, there were bits where that I was laughing, mainly at um, Spangler in this one. Yeah. Where he, um, just his his mannerisms and uh, his little his little quips when, you know, when he, uh, Dana goes to see him early on, and he's conducting that test where he's testing yeah. Uh, yeah. testing whether Room people's emo- emotions yeah. um, change the the physicality of like their surroundings, yeah. and uh, he, basically he's like doing the tests, and then like in the last bit of conversation with uh dana when he's she's talking about uh venkman he you can see his brain is like i, I gotta like yeah. test you as does well he, like, you know does like, he scan her yeah he's not looking <laughs> yeah he he, he he feeds her he feeds her a line to see her reaction and then like gets the the yeah. spectrometer out yeah. and you're just, i'm just like he 
he was great in uh, in both of these movies. Well, I um, mean, I, I I have to say, I I have to say this, and uh, this is another reason why I really love two, and that is Peter McNichol as Janosch. Oh yeah, of course. He, for me, he he nearly steals that film. He does because uh, he is hilarious. He's great. Everything he says, I think, is hilarious. There's two key moments where. I think he's so funny and it's so subtle as well. One is right at the start when he's just walking around the the, the museum. He's just going around all the the people. Checking the art. Checking the art. And the restoration. Got, he goes to one where he goes, everything you are doing is bad. I, I want you to know this. <laughs> yeah. and, and then there's another bit where, and it's going to be hard. That's to, like the first person he talks to. Yeah. He like comes in. Is that his he, opening line, I think? Yeah, he, yeah. he looks, he's just like, oh my goodness, everything you're doing is wrong. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> and there's another bit, and it's going to be hard if you're when you're listening to this to imagine, but... Do you know what? I, do you know what? I I hadn't actually noticed it before, even though I've seen this film a hundred, over a hundred times. Yeah. But it's because it's so quick and so subtle. And there's a bit where, um, I think it's towards the end. He's it's in the museum. He's sat in the circle of candles. Yeah. yeah. Vigo's there. He's talking to Vigo. And I think I can't remember exactly the line, but he, um, I think he's he reaches his his arms up in uh, uh, above his head. And he says, like, you know, says something along the lines of, yes, command me, command me, my lord. Tell me what to do. And he just this very subtle thing where um, whilst he's still got his hands up in the air, so imagine this if you can, listeners, he's just looking up at Vigo and he just sort of um, goes uh, like that. Just, like, looks at his watch. Just very quickly, subtly, <laughs> looks at his watch and just gives a sort of, like, a, you know... Any, Come on, here we go. Any minute now would be, would be great, <laughs> kind of look. It's like, oh, yeah. But he's still trying to be... He's still trying to be, like, oh, I'm so loyal. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's so... That just... I, I rewound it, watched it again, because it really cracked me up. Um, oh, it's, it's, um, it's that classic, like, late 80s, early 90s kind of... Um, uh, kind of... Uh, emotive comedy mm. that uh, comes through. It does come through in the first one, but there's definitely a, quite a bit of it. Do you know in what reminds me of? He reminds me of Boris from Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, you know. Ah, he is Vigo. You are like the passing of flies to him. <laughs> just, just a great. So, oh. so many great funny lines, but but there's other there's other great lines in in two that I think are great. Like you know when um. When they're talking about the slime and and Venkman's like, uh, you, you're not sleeping with it, are you, Ray? And Ray just sort of looks at Spengler and Spengler's just does a sort of awkward <laughs> face and he's like, oh, I missed that in the hound. not in this rewatch, but previous rewatches. I was just like, what? The yeah, you don't get it as a no. kid. You don't understand what that means. No, it's so funny. Um, yeah, the uh, the 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 reintroduction of them as the Ghostbusters in the in the courtroom um, is is really cool oh, as well. I love that you know? I love that that's um, a great scene all round you know uh, the the oh, I can't remember the guy's name who plays the judge oh Harris Yulin there he's he's fantastic yeah. he's a great he's a great um, v, you know like antagonistic character yeah in pretty much anything he plays um, but especially in this um, he really goes chew scenery uh, you know goes chews the scenery up when he's uh, doing the um, the verdict uh, um, you know in that scene where he's you know he's showing anger and the, yeah. the, the slime is reacting to it yeah um, so much so I didn't re- I didn't remember it being so um, 
and over the top's not like a bad word for it, but it is over the top, but in a good way. Mm. Um, to and then you know you see the reaction of the the slime, and they're just like, oh shit, and they know something's going to happen. And uh, you know, I don't know where the two ghosts come from. They come from inside the slime. Is that about right? Because it explodes and they come out of the yeah, slime. Yeah, I think they're manifested from the slime. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It is a courthouse, so maybe it used to be a, a prison or something. Well, he, he, the, the judge says that he, he put them away. Them to death. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe they're because they they literally building. when they first appear, they're on electric chairs, yeah. aren't they? And then they're just and then but and then that scene immediately um, is preceded by the montage of them getting back together, yeah. which I love taking back control. If you want yeah. to listen to and I the song. and listen, I I again I know that this is unpopular, but I really like the the Run DMC remix of the theme song. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, I think in that montage they use um, a different oh, they song. Use a different song, right? Well, yeah, but I think the Run DMC song is like maybe the the end credit song or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it's definitely got rapping over the top. Yeah, of yeah. Eighties right. old school. Rapping. Like, see, yeah. <laughs> um, bit slower than uh, yeah. today's uh, but, stuff. But um, oh yeah, man. I just look. I'm sorry to, um, I'm sorry out there. I'm sorry to to every all the fans out there. But for me, Ghostbusters two better than one. Now I've got a stick. I've got a stick to that, and that's and that's fine. I I, I know that I'm in the minority, and I'm mm. on the odd one out here. I think the effects are better. Yep. Because I mean. I mean, they they only had a very limited amount of time, especially for how long you probably give for such effects in the first one. Mm. Um, and then obviously when you come in round to a sequel, bigger and better is, is just kind of like the, you know, is kind of the mandate, if you will, mm. isn't it? So, and I mean, like the, the, the shots of, you know, the, the stereotypical now, you know, it's uh, a trope of uh, the, 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 franchise itself is you get to the last act you get to act three and uh all hell lets loose yeah and uh, the ghosts start uh, roaming about yeah um and that sh- particular scene and those particular shots in the second one um like you said with the the, the titanic and the, the it's all again it's i think it, again it's all practical effects yeah the one of the one of the only cgi effects in it um which i think is like it was bad for the time and it's bad now is the the bath you know when yeah. uh, uh dana's trying to give uh the her son a bath and the, the pink slime starts coming through that's all fine that's yeah. all practical and then they use like one cgi yeah, shot of it all tries to grab her yeah, yeah. and it, it, again i think uh, read uh, just watching a youtube video somewhere they they talking about it um the visual effects team that is mm. uh, they were just like we weren't happy with it then. We're not happy with it now. It's yeah. just, we just kind of, we had a deadline and it was done and that was it, you know. But uh, it's, yeah, other than that, like I said, the, the other shots where, you know, ghosts are flying around New York and it's in different yeah. situations is, again, is, 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 I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say better in concept but like execution better yeah you know like just the effects hold up a lot better watching it back today i think i th- look, i think the overall takeaway from two is that obviously um 
near to no one thinks that it's better than one like I do. Mm. But I think that you can't argue with the fact that um, that two compared to uh, compared to a hell of a lot of other um, sequels out mm. there. You can't argue the fact that two is a is a solid sequel. Mm. It might you might not think it's as good as one. You might not think that it has like doesn't have the magic of one or whatever. I personally think it does, but a lot of people don't. But you can't argue that it's not a solid sequel. Yeah. It does what it says on the tin. It's you know it's got all the original cast. It's got a lot of it's got fun jokes. I think it works both as as a kids film and. Uh, can be also be enjoyed as by by adults. It it has a lot of fan service. I think t- you know. I I think if you know if I was Ivan Reitman at the time, um, you know after the sort of reception of the sort of frosty reception of two, I'd have just I'd have just been like, well, you know, what 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 did you want? Yeah. We you know, we gave you what you asked for. We gave you a sequel. We got all the original cast back. We made it more kid friendly so that the studio makes more money because you get more kids wanting to come and see it. Mm. So you've got bigger box office appeal. We've we've tried to ret- retain the sort of um, the chem- we've got the chemistry from, from from the original actors. We've tried to give the characters a bit of um, a bit more depth and a bit of development, um, you know, and. We, you know, we tried to make a film that's kind of similar to the first one, but also slightly different. The, mm. the stakes are different, the villains different, the the storylines different, but the sort of the three uh, acts are this. It's the same formula. You know, the first act is about them getting, establishing what they're doing. Second act is them getting back together and like becoming Ghostbusters again. And then obviously, as you just said, the third act is like the big finale where mm. they have to go. What more do you want from a sequel? I think you know. I'd, I I've never understood why Ghost the hate. Maybe hate's a strong word, but I've never understood why people think, oh yeah, Ghostbusters two such such a letdown. I'm How I'm just it a letdown? I'm just in the camp that it just it does just miss something extra. Yeah. Compared to the original. Yeah. That doesn't make it a bad film. No. Uh, I mean, like, it is yeah. it is a, it is a good film, and it's just yeah. There is just this is just for me personally. I feel like I might be in the majority. Probably well, am. definitely are. But um, <laughs> like I, the ninety nine percent. Yes. Majority. <laughs> I do, yeah, I just think there is just like something extra. Maybe maybe even the only real difference is that the original was original. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like. Uh, <laughs> It, but yes, that exactly. it, that that in itself is an X factor of 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 films. Yes, if it is the original, you know, good, bad, great, excellent, terrible. Yeah, it's still the original. Yeah. So I think like that it maybe has got its claws in this fran- franchise. Yeah. Why people are like, oh, too. They they is more like an eye roll. It's not like I don't think people are like oh it's a an absolutely awful movie. I feel like people are just like they have that in their mind that it's not the original and the original is so beloved that you sometimes just can't recreate that. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know it. I mean, 
this is not it's not a great comparison because this this was pretty this was pretty poor but it's like blues brothers 2000 when they made that it was doomed to fail oh 100% because it john belushi wasn't in it it wasn't the blues brothers it was no. never going to it was never going to be as good a film that should never have been made but but with that no one was really asking for a blues brothers sequel no. after john belushi passed away no no one it, they didn't need to make it but it was doomed to fail from the start, and I feel like maybe that was the case with two. I just think that um, I think that they made an effort to to appeal to 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 everyone with that film, mm. and obviously um, that didn't work. You know, maybe could it have had less slime? Maybe could it have had more more profanity and smoking like the first film? A bit more, a bit more adult humor. Yeah, possibly. But other than that, I can't see what major changes they could have made to make it. I don't think that would better. have made. I don't think it made it. Uh, I don't think any of those changes would have made it any better. Well, neither do I. And it wouldn't have made the film any more money. So, probably would have made it less. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to have that balance, don't you? Really. Yeah. Um, especially when things between the first and second change the direction slightly of the original vision. Like you said, it's yeah a little bit more aimed towards kids. Um, so that does that does affect things. Um, I don't think for the for the worse in this case, but it it does it does deviate a little bit, and you know that's that's okay because mm. you know it still retains the still retains the uh, the DNA of Ghostbusters. Um, in my mind, exactly. And another film that retains the DNA of Ghostbusters is this movie. Oh, no, that was a really nice uh, hook there you just did. The segue was done perfectly. It was indeed. Um, Dad, you thought, have you thought that up? No, not that even slightly. That just came no, to I'm me. I'm very yeah. impressed with that, Liam. Nice, thank you very much. Very lovely. I'm a professional now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm not, definitely not. And But the this film uh, is different to the first two. Yeah. Uh, it's different uh, in a good way. That's not good. It's without the question mark. It is uh, good in a good way. Um, yeah. My my expectations were were. I wouldn't say middling. I would. I'd just say I was cautiously optimistic. I think you said that. As we were going in, That's really, right. as we were sitting down, you were like, "I'm cautiously optimistic," mm. and um, it's hard when uh, you're cautiously optimistic because, um, you know, I'd say eight out of ten times when cautiously optimistic these days, um, I'm probably let down when I when I leave the cinema. Now, so nowadays, I I'm I'm deliberately pessimistic so yes. that if it is good, I'm pleasantly surprised. Mm. But this one is uh, we were we were cautiously uh, optimistic and yeah I think this film well, is well sorry to interject here but mm. the I said the reason we were cautiously op, uh, op, optimistic is for all the the, the right reasons yes. in that this was written and directed by Jason Reitman mm. Ivan Reitman's son mm. we knew for a fact that the original cast were reprising their roles and not mm. just making nonsensical cameos cameos as different people last time we um, mentioned the event 2016 event. um and uh so 
I sort of, we sort of not, wouldn't say knew, but we, we had a feeling going in that this was going to be, if anything, this was going to be respectable. Yes. Of the older films. Oh, 100%. And that, for me, is the reason why I was cautiously optimistic, because mm. I genuinely felt like this was in the right hands. Yes. You know? Yeah, it was... Um... It 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 been uh, you know it'd been incubated by the right people, so and I mean that's not to say that having fresh takes on things can all always be bad. It's just that recent uh, evidence would say it's probably not had a great track record. Say if you had. Um, a popular franchise uh god that you know really we could reel off a few that um you know in the end you think well that wasn't good you know that that could have gone better so th- this one was um you know uh, i didn't know and obviously it it come out um through various uh, social media means that the original uh, three were going to be in it. Um, I didn't even know Sigourney Weaver was going to be. I mean, she's in it, but she's not in it. Um, I didn't even know that to be fair. Um, and the trailers were uh, action heavy, not too spoilerific, but you 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 did know that it would touch upon the original story. Mm-hmm. So you know that's good to have a teaser for what it's all about. Yeah. But, you know, having... God, it's probably like... We're probably a broken record by this point saying that trailers are just spoilers now. Well, they are, though. Yeah. Fucking, sorry. They're flipping ridiculous. Mm. Sometimes a trailer's like three minutes long and it gives away the whole film. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, you this, know... this one didn't. No, not at all. Um, and, I mean, there was just a few. There was probably like two main trailers... Mm. You know, and then you don't get much from a poster these days. So it's, you know, it's just, it's good to go in semi-blind to what's going to go on uh, in terms of the main storyline of the plot. But, um, you know, it's it started off and, you know, it just kept respectfully nodding to the original. Um, you know, it had... You know, it had what you expect when when I say that. It had, you know, it has the original car and it has like, uh, you know, uh, it had a shot of like a Twinkie in a drawer and it had like, yeah, you know, it had it did have everything. It had it had fan service, but like the 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 thin line between overdoing it and doing it right, it was it was on the correct side of the line. Case in point of being on the wrong side of the line is Jurassic World. Oh yeah, 100%. With the constant, oh, here are the goggles. Yes. Here's the car. Mm. Here's, you know, here's 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 the original um uh, like uh, main facility. Mm. Here here here, you know, here's the original T-Rex. That see oh. that they, you you might say that we have just said like basically the same thing there, but, but they but it works in this film because they it, do it well. Oh, it works film. in this film. Yeah, uh, it works. Uh, there isn't there wasn't one time where I was like, oh, that's a bit forced. Yeah, they've just thrown um, that in for nostalgia. Yeah, I mean it's it makes sense for um, 
you know, uh, Spengler to to have the technology. He's the man who created the technology. Yes. He's he's the one who you know, um, you know, it, 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 once they finish Ghostbusting and he's still doing it, it, makes sense for him to have the car. You know, he he's the he's the scientist of the group. Of course, he's going to have the proton packs and the traps. Yeah. You know, like it, it's but in like you said in Jurassic World. There was no, there's no need for those bits. No. You know, I, I might have just already had an example of just um, throwing in something that was in the movies, but that was amongst, you know, the, the, where it's like, oh, there's a Twinkie in the drawer. And, uh, it, it's a little bit, you might think, oh, there's no point in having that shot. It's just, that was just a, a tiny nod in between every other bit making sense mm. for for you to have those things that bring up the the nostalgia you know you knew there was going to be a lot of that in the movie yeah you that is one thing you did get from the trailers is that they are they are using the nostalgia but still to the story it does just make sense it does, but 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 and also I think with this film, it's as a well, continuation of of the the story, yeah, as well. So yeah. it's not like Jurassic World where they they basically do do a reboot. It's a reboot, but they and all, all, all the nostalgia things they throw in not really have anything to do with the main plot of the film. They're yeah. just there purely for nostalgia. Yeah. Whereas with this, everything was to do with the storyline mm. because it was a direct continuation of one, mm. basically. Um, and uh, but I I also think it really worked within this film. Like um, I actually, qu- you know, um, I'm sh- I I'm sure one of my uh, one of my co other co presenters will disagree with this. Um, but I really like the um, I really like the 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 sort of storyline about the kids moving to a new town and um, sort of finding their feet and stuff because it was like. Um, it was it was like its own separate movie with its own separate story, mm. whilst at the same time being a direct continuation of one and having all all these um, quote unquote nostalgia uh, moments, but they but they were all part of the story and therefore yeah. worked. Mm. Um, they weren't just there just to say, oh look, here's a proton pack. Oh look, here's a trap. Oh look! Here's one of the original uh, uh, uniforms. Here's the car. They were all. They were. It. It felt very organic. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, like they were discovering these things. Like. And uh, then they used them. Yeah, it's um, it's great, and it starts off. Uh, this is a, a good example of a, uh, opening hook to a movie, uh, you know, like this. Compared to you know the opening uh, hook for the Ghostbusters two, this one was like, this one was like action sequence, massive setup for the rest of the movie. Yeah, you know, um, and obviously from here on we'll have spoilers for this film. Yeah, so we should probably say now spoiler alert. Yeah, stop listening now if you don't if you haven't seen Afterlife yet, and then. Put this back on on the drive yeah. back from the cinema. Yeah, exactly. We've we, we, this. We've done one and two. Mm. We're about to delve into the world of the afterlife. Yeah, from here on. So, Spangler dies at the very beginning of the movie. Sp- 
spoilers. Jesus Christ. No, we I did warn I'd, you. I thought I'd open the traps really quickly there, <laughs> just as soon as we said. Um, but yeah, so uh, you see this car driving from a mountain, and it's got the same sky beam um you know the, from the original movie but this they did sky beams before That's sky the, beams were um the norm that were commonplace yeah, for the for original action. sky beam yeah the original sky beam yeah um you know every other movie is just copying ghostbusters yeah um so yeah and it, it good chase scene you know you, you can kind of just about tell what's uh, what's what's going on you know the uh you just have the the same the same visuals. They're so recognisable from the first film that you're instantly yeah. transported, and you're you're instantly aware of this being um, a connection to the first movie. I also really enjoyed the the reveal, if you want, because I don't know about you, but I didn't realise that this was supposed to be Spengler. Mm. Um, I only really noticed because they don't show him directly they just sort of no. show sort of shadow Silhouette. silhouettes yeah. but I sort of realised I was like oh hang on a minute this is this is Spengler isn't it and because you could tell someone like the hairline oh yeah and I, I, I really liked that I thought that was a um, I thought that was a really clever it's a classy way of doing nod. it nod mm. yeah and, uh, and, and I wish you know other it, films uh, yeah. had taken note and, and it's a great way of explaining you know, sadly, Harold Ramis's absence mm. uh, due to his untimely death yeah. by, uh, you know, uh, well, when you say it out loud, it sounds disrespectful, killing him off at the start, but it's not because they make it part of the film. They make it part of the film. They make it's it part of the story. Intricate part of the storyline. Mm. He's very important to the movie and... And his presence is felt throughout the whole film. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, you know? Uh, so, you know, uh, then we cut to the 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 family uh his yeah. daughter and her now two children two young kids 12 and i want to say 15 yeah so uh that's uh phoebe and oof, trevor trevor yeah. yeah got it um and you know she, i know this sounds cliche um uh, but she is her own character but she is very much a stand-in for uh, Spengler yeah. is Phoebe, yeah, um, because she she wears the same glasses, yeah, um, but she in herself is like you, you can you can kind of you can kind of get it. It doesn't it doesn't feel as forced as I first thought it would be. Yes, same. Seeing the trailers, um, it it wasn't that I was um, adverse to having someone who's like their relative you know mm. is you know that's that's that is a thing mm. um but you know from recent history of um, children in those type of roles the tr- again the track record isn't great usually they're just annoying mm. um and I don't think she was at all. No, I thought she was. I she was great. She was a compelling uh, protagonist. Mm. Surprisingly, and having a twelve-year-old as the protagonist is quite a. Um, it's quite a departure from the rest of the series, obviously. Yeah. And quite a risk, because it's just like, well, 
I think a lot of people who are seeing this movie are people who are around our age yeah. who have nostalgia for Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's I don't I do think kids will go and see this or want they will want to see it because because they do have a child in it. Yes. You know, they do have children in it like and obviously Ghostbusters is so well known that even yeah. even they'll learn about it some way yeah you and know. there are quite obvious i think um uh similarities to stranger things yeah. which i think is fine because that's a great way of appealing to a new audience yeah yeah um so um i'm f- i'm fine with that um that's it that's a comparison even without um you know just making it about um Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, I mean uh, exactly. Yeah, I know um, he's in Stranger Things. Yeah, but he doesn't wear. He's not. He's not just Mike. No. Again. No. No, he's not. He's a. You know, he's a different person. Yeah. Um, which you, is a hard thing to do, especially when you are like. So we're going to cast you in a very similar role. Yeah. But you are a. It has to be a different. A difference. In character, uh, difference in perspective. Yeah. It was it was a little bit like, um, again beforehand, my, my my kind of prejudice towards the the film beforehand was, uh, the, you know, Finn Wolfhard's in it. They they they're just trying to cash in on that Stranger Things, um, and you know he's in it and he'll play the role very similar to the how he does in that so mm. but he he did well in differentiating trevor and mike i agree and um and what you said about the having the um the main characters of this film uh as as being the kids mm-hmm. uh, and how it's that such a departure i mean the whole film's a departure oh because, 100%. you know for starters it's set in in a small town in oklahoma as opposed to in New York City, yeah, which is so synonymous with Ghostbusters, almost as much as Spider Man is, of course. And the fact that it's not like it's not all about the original cast, um, and I, I, I really like that. I think that really worked. I think, um, I think it was a great idea because if you did set it in New York again, and you then. I think you can very easily stray into it's it's just it's just a remake of one yeah. that isn't as good. It's just retreading the same ground for a third time. But it, it but just somehow it 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 it, re, it worked as a standalone film and Ooh. as a, a soft reboot, if yeah, you like, yeah. and as a, a, a third instalment. Honestly, I I I mean, I, how rare is that to achieve all three of those? I was very days? I was very skeptical. Um, uh, prior to my cautious optimism mm. just because uh you know um having uh, such a a difference in setting can can destabilize uh, a movie um case case and point for me personally is spider-man far from home yeah because new york like we just said is synonymous with yeah. spider-man yeah, and we were at uh, uh, number two of his MCU movies, yeah. where he hasn't really been Spider-Man in New York. He's just been Spider-Man in high school. Yeah, 
in, in, yeah. So you know, it's it's a little bit for me. I was just like, oh, this is another film where they they they're making Spider-Man not be in New York. Yeah. Which I mean, if you're trying to do new things, I'm okay with you trying, but I don't think they just quite pulled it off. Um, spoilers for the MCU podcast. Spider-Man month starting then on the first nice of December. So, um, um, but yeah, I just I, th- I feel like at first I was like the the setting, not, be, not being New York. I'm gonna see what happens. Yeah. Again, I've just I've been burnt too many times. I know. I just that I that just made me think. Oh no. But no. the more we saw of this uh, film, the the more the setting is like there's. There's the high school where she goes to. There's the town centre, which, again, does kind of look a bit Stranger Things. Um, and then, like, their house. And then there's the mine. And then there's that's it, really, in terms yeah. of, like, locales in this whole movie. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, you know. Um, to have such a... Such a limited set of, uh, you know, places... F- for things to happen in this movie, but still be so very interesting. I agree. Um, because sometimes simplicity, yeah, is is best. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't you don't need a a, a huge uh, sprawling city. Yeah. You know? Or as in the case with um, Far From Home, Europe. You don't need multiple the whole of Europe, <laughs> yeah. multiple different cities. Just go somewhere else. You want to set the film in Paris? Just set the film in Paris mm. or whatever. Call it Spider-Man, Viva la, you know, Viva la baguette. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, Marie the baguettes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, I, 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 do you know what this? This is it, Liam. You hit the nail on the head once again. I, I um, surprisingly, I agree with everything you said. Um, <laughs> again, yeah, it's it's cautious optimism and and slight skepticism. Um, but then, as 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 the, literally scene by scene. Um, with this film, there was no for me. There was no dips. It was just every scene. I was I was like, um, it's it's working, mm. and I was like I was like okay, yeah, I I can get why I I get understand why this is set in a small town and not in New York. I can understand why the kids are the 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 are the main protagonists. I quite like um, I I quite like the, the their characters. Mm. I think um, podcast almost almost was on the verge of being annoying. Yes, but for me, just avoided it mm. because he was quite funny. Yes, he did provide a lot of um, comic relief. I um, I know it's kind of um, I don't know if it's ironic, but I know it's a bit on the nose that we're talking about a character called podcast, podcast whilst doing a podcast on a podcast. Yeah. A, li- a little bead of sweat came when when uh, when I saw oh this guy's called podcast. Yeah, I was like oh we're gonna have to mention that. Are on they a gonna podcast. take the piss out of people who do podcasts? Yeah, I was just like oh here we go getting attacked. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, but I was just like it is it is a bit terrible. I know he calls himself that name yeah it's it's not like oh everyone calls me podcast because i do podcast he just he just did it to himself yeah which i found found quite funny yes um but i also did think like oh calling a character um a name because it's their one uh one character trait I, I, I hate that when that happens in films yes agreed so um, so i was just like oh am i gonna have to like am i gonna have to absolutely 
murder. It um, was a little bit cliche. It was. It was quite to, cliche. To the actor and the film's credit, it, it, he he was he was funny and endearing enough. Yeah, turned it around. That it. Uh, I by the end of the film, I wasn't yeah, bothered. No, yeah, no. I was just like his podcast. Yeah. Um, so you know, at the beginning, I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna have yeah. to, I'm gonna have to go all in on, yeah. on on how this is really annoying and yeah. how he's really annoying." And uh, yeah, uh, and but no, we don't have to because another, he's. he's, yeah. he's, he's I thought it was a good. Character. And another thing, this film did well. I I feel is which, and this is something that so many films like this try to do, where they they make a sequel or a re uh, a reboot of a, an old popular franchise. Um, but this film, where I think this film was successful and others have failed so miserably, was introducing a potential new team to carry the the torch. Mm. I feel like this one did it quite well. Usually, I reject it wholesale. Exactly. Usually in movies, I don't want to see a sequel but with I'm, those who you forced I'm all put for the torch it. I'm to. all for it. Yeah. I can. I, I'm. I'm like. Do you know what? This is exactly what the first Ghostbusters was like. They're all sort of the same in that they're. I don't know. They're. They're. They're misfits, outcasts. Yeah. But they're. But yet yeah, they're all quite different. They've got different personalities, different traits. I can see them becoming the Ghostbusters in the future. Mm. You know. I like. You know. You've got Phoebe. You've got. You've got Phoebe. Trevor. You've got a podcast, and you've got Lucky, hmm. who's the sheriff's daughter. Yep. Who obviously Trev's got a bit of a bit of a crush on. Hmm. So I, I'm thinking, yeah, I can see this working. Yeah. This is exact. This this is a film. If you're listening, you know Hollywood executives slash filmmakers, which I'm sure that they do. Cause oh, of course. Who doesn't listen to yeah, the podcast? Say, yeah. Um, that is how you do a successful handing over the torch film for me. This is this that is how you do it. This you, is now the blueprint. This is the blueprint. You yeah. you are you respectful of the original films. You don't shit on them. You don't you don't like um you don't you don't you know accuse them oh they're problematic because they they use the you know use swear words or whatever. Mm. You don't shit on them. You're respectful of them, and you 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 balance you that it's a perfect balance of of fan service and nostalgia without it just being all fan service and nostalgia mm. whilst at the same time introducing new characters in a new setting and and leaving it i would say somewhat open but not entirely certain mm. that they're going to go on to be the new ghostbusters That's true. in the future there is um not to to skip right to the end to uh, to but uh, the 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 second post credit scene, which I hope people stayed for, but you probably might not have because you were thinking it's it's, it's not a Marvel film. I can see a lot of people, because there's people in our audience, a lot of people left. Yeah. Um. So after the original one where it's uh, Bill Murray and Scorny Weaver, um, so the second one, basically, again, it, it, it even continued the it's been left open, but you don't know where it's going. Yeah, it even did more. Yeah, um, which I really liked. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't like, um, although they threw up a a, a a a new logo at the end for like a second, which I thought was kind of like uh, something's coming, but we don't want you to yeah look into it too much. Yeah, um, they threw up a new logo after the post credit scene where um, 
uh, Annie Potts's character is uh, talking to um, Ernie Hudson, and um, yeah, it was just it was it's it's like it was like a scene that I felt like the scene was from a different movie, but it was also from this one. I don't. It had a weird um, kind of she's chatting to him but he's also it feels like an interview and he's yeah. and he's you know uh even though we've only seen his character in the uh in the finale to the to the mm. film it's it's like he was he was in the the, the thing the whole time and it, he's just like quite nonchalant in the I thought that I thought maybe that that scene Maybe it's from a was supposed to be earlier in the film, and they cut it. Yeah, I feel like some either that, or I feel like it's from a spin-off that they're making because Ooh. it did have a different vibe. Yeah, um, but you know, I liked it. Actually, I loved it because you saw the car pulling into the uh, firehouse yep. again. That yep. was cool. Yeah, um, and uh, his character is like. Uh, I've 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 always been a Ghostbuster, you know. Like oh, I've I've been like a businessman for like X Y Z, but I'm always a Ghostbuster. Yeah. And then he's in the firehouse, and he like brings the car. I in. mean, the, the, classic. There's, there's there's loads of um, there's loads of p- potential mm. uh, threads of what that could mean. I mean, for me, again, this might be con- this might be controversial, Liam. But I don't. I, I don't know if I want if I want to see a f- another film with the original team. Mm, I feel like that's closed now. I, do, I I because I think Afterlife was a perfect farewell for them. Mm. Uh, it was. It 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 felt like yeah. This is the end of their chapter. What I would like to see is I'd like to see the 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 new team, the kids team relocate to New York and like maybe Winston becomes like their benefactor that'd be he's their Bosley yes he's their yes so he he like he he rebuilds the fire station morning busters yeah morning uh, morning Ernie yeah <laughs> call him by his actor's yeah, name <laughs> yeah I mean I, I hope they don't do that no no don't mate that's what I'd like to see because yeah. again I think you could do that you could do so it's like a sequel to Afterlife, but also it's like a fourth instalment, oh. whilst maintaining the, um, you know, the the the, the, uh, the overall timeline of all the films. Yes. So that's what. Anyway, we've massively jumped the gun here. Yeah, that's fine. But um, so in the in the uh, in the uh, in the first act, we're introduced to Paul Rudd's character. He's the uh, summer school yeah. teacher. His character's called Paul Rudd. Yes, uh, as played by Paul. I think it's his name. His name's uh, like it's like Gary G- Gary Gooberson. Go- Gooberson, yeah, yeah. Which is quite which is so funny. And um, so uh, he plays uh, Gary uh, Gooberson, and um, he's like a uh, a scientist in himself who who deals with um, earthquakes and such. And the town just so happens to be having one, having them daily. Um, and then you know, uh, through uh, through the eyes of uh, Phoebe, we um, she she learns more about uh, the the history of the house that they've been given that they live in, and more about her grandfather. She uh, is guided by his his ghost, 
um, which you don't see in physical form um, for 90% of the film. Um, so, yeah, and there's just a lot of, you know, you're going, you're and kind of going on her journey mm. um, for especially the beginning uh, sorry, the the end of the first act and second is is is, is a lot of um, is a lot of discovery about what's been happening and about like what brought you know uh, Spengler to Oklahoma. Yeah, and yeah, it's it, it, you're along for the ride at this point. You know, you, you're just entirely. Um, they've they've just got you hooked because the whole time I was just like, I want to I want to know more. You know, there was no point where I was like, "Oh, this is this is dragging on," or, you know, oh, this that was a bit rubbish, or you know, the the whole time it was like, "Oh, there's a a nice little reveal here, nice little reveal there," and um, just just kept going uh, all the way to the end, you know, um, with the um, the two kind of side by side stories that are happening in those first two acts with the two children um you know with uh trevor seeing one of the one of the devil dogs i keep calling them devil dogs what are they actually called i've no idea they're just the the creatures well they're the the, the gatekeeper and the, the key master yeah i don't know what they no i just keep i don't know why i called them that devil but... dogs people you, people you know you know what you're know what talking me. about if you've seen the first one you know what i'm yeah. talking about but um, yeah, I feel like this. So they they did a really good uh, homage to the original, yeah. Uh, where they had um, real uh, practical effects, yes, uh, with, with a mix of like CGI yes. as well. The dog in but, the, in the Walmart. Uh, it was so yeah. spot on, yeah, to the original. I, I couldn't agree more. It I, was, I noticed that too. They moved the same way. They Remind looked me of the, the Mandalorian. Same. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the way they use like the same, the same pr- actual practicals as the original Star oh, Wars. Yes, yeah. spot on like that. Yes. Um. Yeah, and because it is a continuation, um, at first I was thinking, you know, like how are they going to link it to um, what happened in New York? You know, because it is the same. It's kind of a little bit Force Awakens in the fact that it's it is the same, you know, it is the same but bigger set pieces. Yes. Um, compared to the original, um, but I think they did it in a in a fantastic way. That it's the same guy who built the the building with the the steel that is a conductor for this. Um, uh, psychic happenings is the guy who built this mining town for that steel for the building, and there's also a temple in the ta- in this mine because he worships this uh, the god of the first one Goza. So I thought it was a good connection, mm. and I lo- I did like how they had like the years in the temple. Yeah. And they, you couldn't quite see the next number. It was like twenty-one something. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, "That's." Uh, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. You know, the the way that they pieced it together was not forced whatsoever. Yeah.
you know because it could just be something that we are all too familiar with the retroactive retconning oh it was just uh, this person all along yeah it could so easily have fallen into that category yeah there was so much potential for them to just be like oh uh, remember the bit of the first one uh, no don't, uh, it was this person all along oh it was this all along um, oh, actually, Goza was actually uh, just like a slave to this god. To, to, uh, yeah, to this who's actually that who's actually the big bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they could have gone down that route, and you know what they they didn't. And you know, good on them because honestly, it seems like a a get out of jail free card for a screenwriter these days. Yeah, that is just like oh, I can't make a good, I can't make a good compelling reason to go back to the lands and people that we've already, you know, that we already know and love. And, yeah. You know, they need a new obstacle. And honestly, the retroactive retconning of so many franchises. Mm. Um, again, I'll ask the question later on, is this the the best nostalgia sequel um, to come out? Um it's you know the the other nostalgia sequels just seem to be like that's that's the go-to is just to to shoehorn something in yeah look at star wars jurassic world you know it's just it's the the playbook is do exactly that but then just have something that was there all along yeah so yeah well the playbook for the nostalgia sequel seems to be remake the first film whilst make whilst making it like canonical but but just nowhere near as good and then if we're going to make any more just don't know do a last jedi shit the bed whereas this film is is feels more like a just a, a sequel rather than a remake um mm. whilst but is but is actually good. Yeah. <laughs> with with new characters who are actually compelling interesting. and interesting. And they are out. they are new. I said that Phoebe is like Spengler because she you know she she does obviously she's a scient you know scientist and well I say she's not a scientist technically yeah. but yeah. she's into it but you know and then that is that is kind of where the similarities end. I mean I can see I must admit I can see. Whilst they are different, I can see how they are like kind of supposed to be somewhat similar to the original team. Yeah. So it's very obvious that Phoebe is slight Spengler. surrogates for the uh, individual. Podcast is obviously Ray. Yeah. I think Trevor is Venkman. Well, they have that bit where they they where genuinely they, they meet tre- up, and then and then obviously Lucky being that she's like the non scientist one. Her father's the poli- chief of police. She's obviously supposed to be the Winston I'm guessing mm-hmm. just based on the fact that um that she's uh, uh sort of an outsider at first but yes. then joins the team yeah, later. yeah 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 so I can see the comparisons but it's done in a very subtle way yeah while still giving making them original mm. interesting characters with their own unique personality and what they could have done again if they'd followed previous blueprints on nostalgia sequels is just have a one-for-one recast but it's just different people yeah exactly yeah and and honestly like if if that had i think if that had happened 
yeah, I think I would have just switched off. Yeah. You know, um, because I've seen it all before. Yeah. Um, but they did, they did some, uh, they did some groundwork with the characters and it really did pay off. And, you know, um, the, the mother in it as well, she, she was, she was good because she was, she was such a flawed character. Yeah. Um, she, you know, really she's well written. broke, um, yeah. you know, uh, always on the wines, which yeah. is, you quite, know, she's quite sassy. Um, yeah. you know, she, um, she's not just your stereotypical mum, like make sure you're back before nine, you guys. Yeah, no, she's, you know, she, swearing when appropriate. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a very relatable a realistic mum as opposed to, as opposed to a movie mum a very realistic like in a penny who's yeah. all like oh I baked you a pie yeah. where are you where are you guys gone yeah she was can't believe you're out after nine and yeah. didn't tell me where you were where um, she becomes so, uh, part of the um, yeah does become uh, part of the team after yeah. becoming the gatekeeper I mean I think I mean it's not it's not a perfect movie no 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 um, it does for me. There was a few little like niggles here and there where I thought this is a this isn't. Um, I didn't think anything was bad, but there was a few things where I'd, I wasn't. Sh- I was on on the fence about, and I think it's only fair that we we highlight them. Yeah, you know, rather than just going around about how great it was. So, like for me, I. Um, one thing I didn't like, and this is a personal thing, so you know a lot of people probably did like this. I didn't like how little they referenced to. Tri- it yeah, was like two didn't <laughs> even exist. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, it's and as and as the number one fan of Ghostbusters two, I'm sh- I, I, I when I was thinking. When when you were explaining that you are yeah. the number one Ghostbusters two fan, I was thinking, well, they fucking absolutely ignored. They that movie. did, but again, it's like, well, why? You don't need to. It's not like um, it's not it's not like a terrible. It's not like um, X Men Origins Wolverine. Or, yeah. Like it doesn't need to be ignored. No. You know what happened? Happened. It's canon. Like that. You know, like when they're watching the the YouTube videos and stuff, and it's like Ghostbusters nineteen eighty four, and it's all like. Okay, but what about 1989 when mm. when you know a, the whole muse- New York Museum of Art was covered in a in a, a bubble of you know goo and and all Slime. these and the yeah. Titanic turned up that and was, the Statue of Liberty the Statue of Liberty walked through the streets. <laughs> How are you not you know like when and when 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 Paul Rudd as played by Paul Rudd is um is referencing oh don't you guys remember what happened in New York you know the big yeah. marshmallow man. What about what happened in New York five years after that? With but the honestly, Statue the Statue of Liberty walking is probably even more weird than a giant marshmallow man. I wouldn't say it's more weird, but it's more it's it's a more memorable event. Oh yeah, because it's the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Like So I didn't yeah. It was it was like in, in the last shot of the movie, you know, when the, the credits roll, it's just like laying in the in the street. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be like what are we going to do with the Statue yeah, that, of Liberty? Yeah, that would have been amazing if they had done because you know they they showed the uh, uh, again this is right at the end of the movie. Apologies, straight to the end. Um, but the the they showed showed the car driving across the the bridge. I'm yeah. Not sure which one. Yeah, um, would have been great if it was like they then shot went to like a wide shot of like New York. Yeah, you know. Um, like from out at sea where yeah. you can see everything yeah and the statue of liberty is still not there yes 
That would have been great. That would have been Although quality. I think there is a bit at the end of two when they're back on Liberty Island and and they're getting they're getting uh, they they're given a key to the city and oh. the statue's back. Oh, okay. Um, but even just a shot of it. Yeah. Or something. Or or maybe it's still there, but like the torch is broken. Yeah. I just I just wanted or it's got some like a dent in it or acknowledgement. And because this story is so much a a, a con- a continuation of one it felt like it was a direct sequel to one as if two never happened mm. rather than uh, rather than the third part of a trilogy yeah and i don't uh, as a, as a fan of two i don't like that so but that's just it's just that's just a minor um, that's just a minor thing um i think the uh there, there, there was a bit of, there is a bit of it where um, Lucky and um, Trevor's kind of story is is still a bit by the book, um, kind of teenage yeah. puppy love. I, I don't really, I don't really yeah. mind it, but it, it, it's, it was kind of for me in my mind at some points it was just like we've got to give Tre- Trevor something, something to, do. to do, but. They don't actually sort. They don't really get together. No, they don't. So that's no, still no, no. Open yeah, yeah, yeah. For fu- for yeah, to yeah. be developed in the future. Yeah. If it, you know, to, if that's going to become like the central romance hmm. of a future movie, this group, hmm. like the sort of Venkman and Dana, then they've left that. They've they've set it up nicely. Hmm. If they're not going to do pursue that anymore, then it, it felt it did feel a bit pointless and yeah. flat. Um, the other th- my other thing was, and again, it's a tiny thing, but. All right, I liked the fact that I liked the fact this was a continuation of one, despite they ignoring two. I liked the fact that they brought back Zul as as the 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 sorry not Zul Gozar mm. as the villain. I'm 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 that's fine. That was all fine for me. But I must admit, when it got to the bit where um uh where Paul Rudd um and the mum become Zool and Zool the, the gatekeeper and the keymaster. Yeah. When they got to that bit, that's it was at that point I felt like, okay, this is starting to feel like just a, a remake now. Yeah. It's like um I di- I, I I didn't think that I don't know. I mean, I, all right, I guess it's I guess it's kind of necessary like that has to happen every time. Yeah. Um, in in order to like awaken Gozar or something, but at that point I thought it's literally the same. Like they they become the keymaster and the gatekeeper, and it's there's even you know she's even doing the same thing in the chair that Sigourney Weaver was doing. She was, yeah. And she was she was Sigourney Sigourney Weavering. You yeah, sure was, a, yeah. A, and then and and Paul Rudd was even doing the same walk as Rick Moranis does, that sort of like, where he almost looks like a chimp, where he's got his arms yeah. are dragging on the floor. <laughs> yeah. are, are you the gatekeeper? And then they sort of meet, and they like, you know, mate or whatever. Mm, you want to... It's heavily implied that they um, uh, hump. And then they go and they go That's up. That's a quote from the movie, by the way. They turn up and they turn into the dogs. I thought this, I thought, okay, I was like, come on. You know, this is like, this is, this is a bit, this is, we're straining to remake territory now. Mm. And, but, but, but just but not as good. Yeah. Um, luckily, luckily, I think they saved it. They did, yeah. By getting the mum out. Yeah. Straight away, mm. having her, and then moving the finale because again that whole you know the mine palace thing 
that looked exactly the same set as the original one. Oh yes, so the the temple is the temple. like they they they, re, they basically um, this is in movie. It's it's the it's pretty much the same temple. It is, yeah. So because it's supposed to be, yeah. But I like that they moved it away from that yes, back yeah, to the yeah. farm, mm. and because that you know because again otherwise it's just, right. So it's going to be the same thing over and over again. They're going to turn up, cross the streams, kill Gozar. Mm. It's... But it 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 um, subverted expectation. Yes, it did. In in a very non Ryan Johnson way. <laughs> yes. By it did. by not being dog shit. Yeah. And basically just being like, this is this is what uh, you expected because yeah. you expected the exact same thing. Yeah. But what we're actually going to do is we're gonna we're gonna take that and we're just gonna twist it ever so slightly, mm. but not in a in a completely like ridiculous. Manner, yeah. um, and then we get to obviously the moment that I think you know it's fair to say everyone has been waiting for, mm. and uh, what the what the film was inevitably leading towards, um, which is the uh, the before you do say that, yeah, uh, Phoebe phone phones uh, uh, Ray. That's right. Yeah, and mm. uh, I. T- um, you know, he goes on a bit of an exposition dump about like what's been going on. He does, doesn't he? Which I don't think was really it necessary. Seems a bit random because he, he didn't know the, who this random girl was that was calling him. No. So why would he divulge all this information to her? Yeah. I feel like she should have said at the start of the phone call, "I'm I'm Egon's granddaughter." That just needed a bit of a different cut. And then he would have then that would have made more sense as to why he would then basically do a monologue about what what happened yeah. to the Ghostbusters. Um, um yeah, Dan Aykroyd, he just he just went on a bit of a yeah, it just felt like a bit of a weird exposition dump. And I, I didn't really like that. Yeah. I thought there's the scene if if it had been changed like we said, she just says uh she's uh Spengler's uh, granddaughter and you know, then then he could have been like, oh, and then oh, and then he no, because he he could have, he could have still said the line. He's he says the line. Well, he can go to hell, and yeah. he, she's just like, he he died last week. He could, he could have just been like, oh, and then, and then he was my uh, he was my grandfather. Yeah, and then uh, then it would have made sense for him to to talk about. I agree. It. And then at the end of the phone call, rather than <clears throat> rather than the phone call ending with. Um, he was my grandfather, as it does in the film. Mm. It could have ended with her saying, um, "Like, uh, we need your help. Yeah, please help me. Yeah." And him just maybe saying something like, uh, "I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." Yeah. and puts the phone down. Yeah, that would have set it up much more yeah. nicely. Yeah. Uh, so again, we've just fixed another film. Oh, uh, in a, a <laughs> film that didn't really need fixing. No, it didn't. It didn't. It, it's just a scene that maybe needs a, a needs a little, little uh, tweak. Needs a bit of zhuzhing up by two reels. But yeah, well, yeah, you, you're right to. Uh, I forgot about that actually. I must admit, because mm. um, it was it it was it was a nice, but uh, it was a nice but unremarkable cameo. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what they even could have done? They could have even just not had. We didn't need to see him. It could have the whole shot could have been her. We could have just heard his voice on the phone mm. and saved. Well, they did a the they, appearance. They did a fake out, didn't they? They they did a fake out because that scene in the trailer. It's, it's just his voice, isn't it? No, but you hear Bill Murray's voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not and, on the phone. Uh, in the trailer, when 
uh, when Dan Aykroyd, it turns out, picks up the phone, yeah, the voice is Bill Murray. Is it? Yeah, in the trailer where he's like, "We're closed." It was. It's a different. It's oh, a different. Uh, I see. It's a different audio. And then in this, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's that's uh, yeah." You know, that's Dan Aykroyd. Where I don't it? mind that. No, no. I was, I was, I was I'd okay. I'd rather with a it. fake out than mm. than a spoiler. Yeah. Than a trailer. Hundred percent. Yeah, and then obviously in the finale when it it turns from, uh, from the chase of uh, being in the town, and then you know like Paul Rudd is still the, the 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 devil dog, and he's like chasing them, and they make it back to the farm. Yeah, and. Yeah, I mean, it sets it up, and you know, there's a great, great bit of tension where um, the surprise guest starring of Olivia Wilde as yeah as uh, Goza and J.K. Simmons as um as Vandor as uh, yeah as the uh, the guy who built the building of uh, they were both very out of the blue cameos out of the blue cameos, but I thought that was cool. I I, I liked that as well. Twice, twice in the cinema, we they're turned... not even credited. No, uh, J.K. Simmons not credit. Well, I looked it up on I, I look I've been looking this up on IMDb. Yeah. To see who was in it, and I I I was surprised by their appearance. So I knew Scorny Weaver was going to be in it because her name's listed on IMDb. Yeah, and it's also in the credits before she even turned. But up. I didn't know that those two were going to be in it at all. But it was nice. It was a good. Um, that 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 was a good little. Um, both of them were were like, hang on a minute, is that? Olivia Wilde is that J.K. Simmons? Like, <laughs> yeah, what, I know it's what, crazy, isn't that's it? That's random. And uh, it's like uh, an, another a decent, I mean, a kind of like weird but kind of decent fake out where J.K. Simmons is awoken when Goza um, lives because uh, some sort of force that's coming from inside this. Uh, Inside the mine, inside the te- is it inside the temple or just inside the mine? You know where uh, he's he's like laying in the glass. It's before the temple bit, so I think it's the mine. Inside the mine, yeah. yeah. So the the force of these uh, ghosts, uh, these souls, every time that they get closer to re-emerging from the depths, uh, J.K. Simmons gets more and more alive, and the further down they get, they're kept kept at bay by uh spengler's contraptions and then he like wakes up and she just like rips him in half yeah. and i was like oh i thought that was, that was pretty funny another fake out because you're like it's jk simmons i'm yeah. sure he'll have a more of a role than uh gozo i i did all this for you like so we could both rule the and then just gets like yeah. ripped in half yeah it was crazy but yeah they they chase them to back to the farm and it's it's been established uh, by this point that, uh, you know, they call him the dirt farmer, Spengler, until he died. But he, he wasn't a dirt farmer. He, he was just planting traps, uh, turning the farm into a basically just one big trap. Yeah. And uh, so the finale, the showdown goes on there. Another good use of the... Um, you know, uh, twists on your expectation is they cross the streams, like they did in the first movie. You know, uh, the the uh, Bill Murray and yeah. uh, and the 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 main actors from the first one, and they you, they cross the streams, and it just you know, Goza learns from the first movie, so she's just yeah. like, 
she she untangles the streams yeah. when it's around her. So it's another thing where I was just like, oh, they're going to do the bit, you know, and then that uh, uh, at first I was like, well, that, surely that's not going to be it. You know, like that's not yeah. just how they're going to defeat yeah. her, um, defeat it. But um, yeah, I thought that was a good subversion of expectation yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. It is a great moment when they all appear on screen. Yeah, I, I know. When that... Um, yeah, I mean, it, do you know what? Uh, speaking of um, expectations being subverted, I, <laughs> when when they appear, or when, you know, I, we, you, we, we, everyone knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming at that point as well because um, it was obvious. Like, it's just... It's just not in a not in a oh it's predictable way but just in a this this feels like it's the moment oh yeah yeah and then and then and then I I knew as soon as they um as soon as they were all like uh, defeated if you will yes yeah and they were, it was looked looked like they were about to to die to die I thought th- th- this is it and sure enough there it is the three of them um together and you're like you're like wow this is um. This is the moment, and it absolutely for me it absolutely delivered. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, I was, yeah, you know, I was, I was buzzing. I was like, yes, this is what we've been waiting for since nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, you know, for this is this is nearly forty years we've been waiting for this moment, and uh, and it was a great payoff. I, I, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like forced or shoehorned in, because they had, as we just said, they had that set up earlier. Mm. Um, so and we knew it was going to happen. I really liked that, but I must admit, the next uh, um, uh, sort of big reveal, if you like, and again, massive spoiler alert here, mind you. If, if you if you if you're with us at this point in the podcast, too late. We, we've we've <laughs> it, the whole feels a spoil. But I must admit, I was not expecting the. Um, the uh, the cameo of uh, Harold Ramis, the ghost of uh, Spengler. Yeah, I was not expecting that either. I thought I thought they were they had um, done their bit with the character. I did too. Um, where they have it silhouetted so that you can't really you, you can tell who it is. Yeah, but obviously they don't want to reveal like oh it's a stand-in exactly. or that you know, opening that opening scene. Yeah. I thought oh that's. That's the that's how that's their way of, of, Including, of fitting him in, yeah, yeah. and they and it, so I wasn't expecting it at the end, yeah. But you no, do, was but I. you, I must admit, they, I don't know how they do it, but they very very cleverly uh, bring him back as as a ghost. But they have sort of obviously used CGI. Mm. Um, I'm guessing. I feel I feel like it's. I mean, it's 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 quite clearly him, and it's him as an old man. So. They've obviously taken. Uh, I, I guess they've taken an image they've, of him from, they, from another film. Yeah, they've done. They've done what they they do for these facial reconstructions. Yeah, like of when they dead when, when they do young. Yeah, uh, how do they do that? That um, like de aging technology. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, isn't I, f- it? I feel like it's you know like with um, the example I'll give is like uh, with Peter Cushing from. Rogue One, yes. less so Carrie Fisher, because she's only in it for a little while. But the um, it's easy, it's easier to um, make it look 
less uncanny valley if it's a ghost like they do with Howard Ramis. Exactly. Because you're not going for realistic. Because and 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 then it's not like oh that's obviously CGI. Yeah. You're 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 creating effect and an effect yeah. of a ghost. Uh, and you know it does have to look like him, obviously, and they get it so fucking spot on. Ah, uh, listen, man. It's the best. I feel like that's the best use of that technology. Yeah. Because they are allowed to have him as a ghost. Yeah. Um. Because every other time, it is you are creating another human. It has to be real. Yeah. As to the point as as close as you can get. And there will always be that uncanny valley. I feel like we're getting closer to it being a lot better. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate. Like, one of the most... I've, I think I've talked about it already on the podcast before, but the Luke Sky... Oh, again, uh, the spoilers for Mandalorian Season 2, but the Luke Skywalker shot when he takes his hood off in Mandalorian Season 2, I don't think that's good at all. In fact, like it's quite obvious, and he like the he doesn't blink. It's so unhuman, yeah. That you're like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> like, and it's a really cool scene. Like, it's Luke Skywalker returning, you know, to what he should be. You know, not not going to say any other anything else about that. But that's a bad example. Yeah, this is the best example. Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, it looks so. It looks like you said because he's a ghost, therefore he's like he's in he's sort of covered in like a what sort a of glow. Like a glow, a glow, mm. a bluish white glow. Mm. It looks fantastic and it looks so realistic. I, like I, I honestly, even even the first shot where you just see a, a, a ghostly hand grab mm. her her hand. Yeah, I thought that was going to be it. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. we were going to get the full the the full, full shot. Yeah, honestly, mate, I. I, I I cried. Yeah, yeah, I shed a tear. Um, I was so like, because when when he died in real life, I I I was genuinely sad about it, and uh, and I saw him. I saw like a, a, a not like a meme, but it was like a it was a, a a cartoon drawing, and it was of the three Ghostbusters waving goodbye, mm. and and it and then it showed him as a ghost, like floating out of a trap. Oh, nice! Like, and they were, and they were, all, they were all like waving goodbye to him with tears in their eyes. I remember when he died. I, I saw that cartoon like on Facebook or something, and I thought that is so sad. And then when we were watching that that film, I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is like that cartoon." Yeah. But well, I'm actually seeing it on screen. Yeah. And it, it was, oh mate, it, it just, and they, their oh. their reaction to it as well, you know. Um, the you, you like you said you see the shot of uh, him helping Phoebe with her uh, proton, yeah. you know, taking out Goza, um, as well as the the three guys, and then and then the the shot kind of like goes upwards, and it's like all four of them. Yeah, and oh. that was just like it was just. Uh, all... I think it was just it was perfect. I think. I, 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 it was so, honestly, mate. It, it was so touching and it didn't feel like cheesy or stupid no. and and what was really good i think and is that they all treated it with rather than making jokes about it mm. they all treated it with with sort of um poignancy and respect i think the only 
the only slight joke, and it's not even that much of a joke, really, is I think Venkman says, um, oh, I thought you might show up. Mm. But other than that, like, they're all, like, all the, the three original Ghostbusters, they're, they're all, they all seem genuinely moved. Um, like, obviously, Phoebe's moved, and, and then, like, the mum, yeah. when she, she like... Reconciles? Re- yeah, like, the, she, she, like, hugs him, and then yeah. he, like, disappears, and, oh, and, and then... And then the camera pans up to space and it, and it just comes up for Harold on the screen. Oh, mate, I was just like, oh, just like, Jason, what are you doing to me, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was already like, I was already silently crying. And now I'm just like, like silently blubbering yeah, in yeah. the cinema. Like yeah. trying, I was just, I've, I've just wipe, constantly wiping my face. Thinking, I've got like the heaviest eyes anyone's <laughs> ever had. And I'm just like, oh, you fuck. Oh, mate, I was just, it was oh, fantastic. It was so oh, it was it was perfect, man. It was so touching. It was great. It was just, um, and then it it, it ends on like a really kind of. Uh, I'm about to use the the Ghostbusters theme and the word solemn in the same sentence, but once it had put for for Harold up there, it was then just like here's the car going back to New York. Yeah, and then it was just like. In Enter Ghostbusters theme, and then the title just came up, didn't it? It was just like Ghostbusters. Yeah, I didn't must... even say Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is a bit weird. I but... must admit, I found that ending a bit, um, yeah, not maybe sudden, not not underwhelming. That's an unfair word, but it just was a bit abrupt. It was abrupt, and yeah. It was a bit, um, well, again, for want of a better word, it was just a bit flat. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't underwhelming, but it wasn't like a big grand finale either. No, there was, was no just... cheering crowds. There was no. But I guess. But you, you can't we really had have just that. had the whole Harold Ramis respectful um, goodbye yeah. before Harold come up on the screen. I so, um, but then yeah, like it was. It was just abrupt. It was. It abrupt. wasn't bad. It was just. It was just like. I mean, that's it. If they're taking the car back to New York. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't. Know, maybe it was a. They, I. I don't know the reasons why. But like I was when we saw that that bird's eye shot of the car driving over the bridge. Yeah. I was expecting another shot of the three of them in the car driving. Yeah. As if they're driving back together. That would have been good. Yeah. With the music, you know, the Ghostbusters theme. They're all driving in the car, the three of them, back. You know, and and then I don't know. Maybe then you see them pulling pull into the fire station or something mm. or i don't know it just yeah it just, yeah it was it, it was just a little bit like full stop yeah it was a bit you it? know on the on the page on the script it was like for harold full st- uh, the cars going over the bridge full stop back I, to new york i mean I, d- I don't know about you but thinking back on it i think they should have just ended it after for harold, said for harold. yeah yeah and then just cut to they just fade to black and mm. then have the song playing over the end credits yeah yeah you know, da, 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 and strained. then have the start of the uh, uh, have the start of the end credit scene number two. Yeah, be the shot of the car going over the bridge. Yes, but with the start of the voiceover of uh, Annie, Potts. Annie Potts talking to Spengler. Yeah, and then cut to the the scene from the movie. Yeah, from the original. Yeah, and then when she looks at when he looks at the token then she's got it from the world's fair and then just continue that scene yeah 
I think that I think we just sorted that as well. Again, we 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 are the we are the film fixers. Yeah. Um. That that should have that that should have been the title of our podcast, really. Oh, film fixers. Now I'm joking. Can't change um, it now. Uh. Oh, there they go, Ghostbusters. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. That just that also one last thing as well is um. Uh, yeah, we've already talked about the 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 post credit scene and mm. and how it does. It does feel a bit out of place yeah. and, or, and and strange, but um, the, the I must admit the mid credit scene I was that that for me was 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 even more random. It and, was. I mean, I get yeah, they're just they're playing the the electricity shock, they're doing the experiment from the first, first film. one, yeah. But I, that for me, I was like, this is so random. Like, are they together? Are they just Ooh. friends? Has Peter Venkman got psychic powers? Why is she there? Like, um, that for me, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say, um, that did feel a bit forced. Like, Ta- that was how can we shoehorn Sigourney Weaver into this film? Yeah, even though her character's got not absolutely. How, how can we only it. get her in for one day? Yeah, it, that, yeah. it just seemed very. Um, I don't know. It just seemed very out of the blue. Like again, it would it would have. I don't know if it would have made more sense if we'd seen like. If we'd seen Venkman coming in through the door, as it as it, as he's just got back from, uh, from Somerville, from Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, and he just gets in through the door, and he's like, "Oh, hey," he's like, "Honey, I'm home," mm. and then it cuts to her, and she's like, "Where have you been?" And then it's like, oh, "Okay, so they're like living together, they're yeah, a couple." Yeah. Um, that kind of makes sense, um, or or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was just. I mean? It did just feel a bit. It was just weird. weird. It was just mm. very random. Could um, have been. It could have been a decent rewrite there. Like you said, just have him coming in and she'd just be like, "Where have you been?" Yeah. And he's just like. And then he he makes a quip or a, a joke or something. Just just seeing a couple of friends about yeah. a ghost. Yeah. Just saying goodbye to an old friend or something yeah. like that, and then and then it yeah. Something like that. Yeah, you know, would have um, I think would have uh, taken a day to rewrite a scene. Yeah, that was that good, you know. Wouldn't have taken that long at all to, to just have something of note. Yeah. Rather than them just play the the, the them playing the game was kind of uh, gaggy. It. I've but... got it. Here we go. Right, this okay. this would have served. This would have fixed the scene and served my fan, my inner fan. Right. <laughs> okay. He comes in through the Here door. Right. She comes. You just hear her voice. Uh, where have you been? And then it cuts to her like standing there like looking like wherever yeah and then he's like oh i just i just went to say goodbye to an old friend or something and then uh and then he like w- walks over to like give her a kiss or whatever so it establishes that they're they're together, together now yeah. and then the camera just sort of um cuts back to like maybe like a, a shelving unit and you see all like books and maybe some old photos of the ghostbusters together maybe some photos of him and her mm. like their life together Mm-hmm. You know, and then it just it just tracks down, and on the shelf you just see a tiny little jar of uh, pink slime. Nice. And then it just bubble pops up, and then it cuts to black. <laughs> there you go. That's that that's acknowledging too. That's my fan service. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say it pans out the window and you see the Statue of Liberty's gone. Oh, now that would have been great. Do you know what I mean? Now like, that would have been good. So it's like panning around the around the room, and then it's like yeah. uh, open window, but then it, all you see is buildings, and then it's like open window, and it's a view out to the water, 
Yeah. And uh, there's no Statue of Liberty. There's no, just the plinth. No, I just want some acknowledgement of two. Fair enough. Or even even if we've done. I'll like, ask Ivan. Even if without um, the slime. Sorry, Jason. You just have one of the time. one of the photos on the shelf is is from like them at, from two. Yeah. Like outside the museum. Yeah. Or, um, this reminds me actually. Sorry to. Uh, this, this is another little thing. Is um, I was really hoping for a a a, a, um, a Rick Moranis cameo as well. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I I don't know. Again, the only it real. Might have, it might have felt forced because I did feel like Sigourney Weaver's cameo was yeah. was forced and pointless. But I really wanted a cameo from from Same. Lewis because he he's just as part of the first two he films is. as as, every, as the others and honestly i feel like i know they probably asked and he probably said no but it's not even really a return to acting well it's just reprising a role for a cameo do you, you know about this about the, the story of him oh yeah he retired didn't he, he quit acting to look after his wife because she yeah. was um i don't know if she, she got cancer so he just quit he just he gave up everything hmm. gave up Hollywood gave up fame, gave up his career to care for his for his sick wife. I think that's 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 beautiful. Mm. Just but um, or again, so in, it would have been lovely to see him come back yeah, to or, an iconic role. Or just again, for a, just in a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even just in a little, an acknowledgement. That, you know, because you know, he was part. He 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 was on their staff in two. He mm. was he worked for them. Yeah, he did yeah. So you could maybe like a photo, um, of all of like the all of them at the end of two. At the end of where two, where there's five. Ghostbusters. When he's a Ghostbuster as yeah. well, yeah, that'd be cool. Because he is on the steps with them at the end, when the, you know when they're everyone's cheering them, mm. and they're all on the steps of the the art museum. Yeah. He is there with them, so it is sort of implied that he's he's a Ghostbuster now. He's joined the team. Mm. I'd lo- I would have loved it if he'd come back, if he'd come back as well. Mm. I mean, you know, I don't know. Probably all the diehard fans out there might have been like, might have moaned about it. Why? I I don't know. I meant I meant as a Ghostbuster. Yeah, you'd be nice to have had him. Yeah. Yeah. Shame, but why not? Next time. Well, maybe we don't know what the future holds for the franchise now. Hmm. But um, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's 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 as we said, it's it's very, it's been very it's very left open. Hmm. But at the same time, it does feel like. Uh, it's like there's a new there's a new chapter starting. There's a new chapter starting, whilst at the same time, it's bringing the original to to a satisfying conclusion, mm. and that's what you want from a from a um uh, a nostalgia sequel. Speaking of which, um, <laughs> you wanted to ask the big question. Yes, is this the best nostalgia sequel ever? And if not, what what is better? What is better than this? Well, I've been thinking about this the whole time we've been doing this podcast. Mm. Um, quick look at the DVD shelf. <laughs> um, yes, yes, I still have DVDs. Come at me in the comments. Um, <clears throat> Well, so I'm going to say that the um, that the the 
the rule for a nostalgia sequel yes, is yes. Um, establish the rule that will help is there's at least mm, I'm going to say at least I'm going to say at least 10 years since the last iteration of the franchise okay because if I say more than that you know it's you know you you get that it's 10 years plus since the last iteration since the last yeah. uh uh incarnation of the the franchise or films um yeah that's pretty much it you know it's it's a film where the initial hype has died down yeah enough time has been given that it's gone out of kind of consciousness in terms of movies and then someone's just revived someone's just kind of said yeah. wouldn't it be great to, if we had another Die Hard sequel or wouldn't it be great if we you know buy uh, Star Wars from Lucasfilm for four billion dollars and uh, make another trilogy the thing is it's it's really difficult for me to define uh what makes a nostalgia sequel and what doesn't because um to use some examples um like jurassic world very obviously is yes. a nostalgia sequel whereas could the same argument be made for an example Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because although that never is never heard of it or right okay well but but yeah go on although that is awful yes it's not a rehash of the first film it's just a a a, a fourth installment but it is a nostalgia sequel in the fact that you know the the initial run of the popularity of this franchise yeah, was okay. done Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah, yeah. and then just randomly on a whim they just decided we're going to do another one because yeah it's about time yeah yeah let what what do you think now I'm just trying to in my mind uh, think think of others of others yeah. um oh, oh well okay one uh, one so one for me uh, springs to mind which I think is at least on par with this but. I don't know if if it if it falls into the category of nostalgia sequel or just another part. Yeah, and that's Rocky Balboa. Right. Okay. Um, I I believe it does. Okay, because I I love the Rocky series, as mm. you know, um, and I think Rocky Balboa is a great film and a really solid sequel and instalment to the franchise. I think it's 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 in the top three for me, mm. um, and I think that is uh, another film like this where they took a massive risk, um, brought this old character back, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it's oh we're just doing this for the sake of it and for the nostalgia and let's do this and that and that. I, f- I feel like a nostalgia sequel doesn't have to just doesn't have to just be a cash grab. Yeah. It it can be like um, it's a well they're all well established franchises otherwise they yeah. wouldn't get one yeah but um, it is a little bit like uh, they are reliant on what's come before yeah but it, it's it's so long ago that it's not exactly yeah fresh in people's minds it's not exactly still in in conversation day to day about yeah. like uh, yeah 
you know what's current in terms of film yeah so i feel like i feel like that film does fall into that but i'm not i'm not trying to say that absolutely every nostalgia sequel is bad and is a cash grab on your childhood or a, a different time in your life you know yeah that's because this is a nostalgia sequel but it is also great yes so i agree there ca- there are ones but we we are in a in a time where there is the other end of that spectrum where they where people are just like just just milk it yeah oh, well look yeah i you're right and i agree with you and i think um <clears throat> a good nostalgia sequel stands on the shoulders of its predecessors and lifts it higher to to new heights mm. A bad nostalgia sequel stands on the shoulders of its predecessors and shits all over them. Shits everywhere. And like Rocky Balboa, this film very much falls into the uh, first category. Mm. In that, it, yes, it stands on the shoulders of it, of its of its uh, previous instalments. Yeah. But it doesn't shit all over them. It um it it lifts them up. Mm. Lifting me higher and higher. <laughs> Call back to two there. Um, yeah, he loves it. So, uh, is it the best? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely definitely a great example. Mm. It's definitely the best example of of respectfully... um, Respectfully... uh, Including the... Um, its original source material mm. um, well um, but to be honest with you other than Rocky I can't think of any other better examples so probably yeah yeah and this this again we used it twice already but this just has to be considered a, a blueprint for those uh, types of films going forward because you know it's it's just hit it's just hit it hit most of its marks yeah you know it's hit it's hit the nostalgia mark well but because it's uh nods to the original are important to the story you know it's all it's all you know bar, bar a, a twinkie in a drawer it's all quite integral mm. um and it's uh it all just makes so much sense yeah um yeah, I can't think of too many better. I don't know about best nostalgia sequel. We'll have to do more research before we get to that conclusion. Yeah. And we'll do more podcasts on those. Um, don't know really what the future holds for Ghostbusters, but uh, on the basis of that, I'm quite excited. I'd like to see more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know what the future holds, but what does the ratings hold oh. for... Um, Let's go. Obviously, we're going to do them in order. Obviously. Um, but the the biggest question of all, uh, as always, is what are we going to do it out of? Yep. Um, uh, for the first one, I'm going to have to say Stay Puff Marshmallow Men. Of course. Yeah. Um. So, what do you give Ghostbusters one out of five giant Stay Puff Marshmallow Men? Um. I give Ghostbusters one four giant 
Stay Puft Marshmallow Man out of five? See, I feel like maybe you giving this a four is as close as you being quizzical as to why I didn't give The Matrix a five. Ooh. I... Which is serious, um, a bone of contention that's uh, yeah, but arisen. Look, yeah, but Liam, listen, I love Ghostbusters. I love it. I love it more than I love The Matrix. But but the, I don't think Ghostbusters is a five-star movie. Mm. Whereas I think The Matrix absolutely def- definitively is a five-star film. Mm. Um, so that's my justification for me giving this a four out of five. Okay. Um and I'm going to give it a five. Ooh. Giving only my second five uh, of the podcast. Yeah, it's weird that, isn't it? Because I'm, def- Maybe. I'm definitely a harsher critic, but I, I've given out more fives yeah. than you, haven't right. I? Okay. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think Al- so. Although yeah. you say that, though, but didn't I'm, I'm pretty sure we both gave all three Lord of the Rings films fives. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. But we, well, that, that just that, one? I guess that, that yeah. still only counts as one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um I see I honestly mate, I, I don't think I can remember what I gave. I definitely probably gave back to the future of five. I can't remember either. I've I've given out I've I've given out a few here. Okay, but yeah, so this I feel yeah. like I'm going to put this in that in a in a bracket. This year? Yeah, back to the future was De- I mean certainly recently, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Of of yeah. It, well, since oh, since well, the cinemas have reopened, I've we, only given I think two we, fives. We both definitely gave Toy Story three a five. Yeah. When okay. we did the Pixar podcast. No, but that was a top five. That was just a one to. Or did we give it a star rating? Oh, did we not rate it? I think we just we just rated it as number one. Oh, I, can't remember. I can't remember either. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, move on like to a lifetime ago, doesn't it? So, uh, Ghostbusters two. Um, you can go first this time. Uh, what are we going to do that out of? I mean, we could do. I mean, we could do it out of um, rivers of slime, out of uh, Yanoshes, out of um, <laughs> uh, uh, why don't we do it out of um, um, out of five uh, pig face Dan Aykroyd? Uh, you know when he gets to, oh when, when he, he gets, gets turned into, by yeah, he, yeah he's got like pig makeup on yeah slime him yeah yeah <laughs> tuck in the guts guys we're the Ghostbusters yeah um, oh, love to yeah let's do um, now let's do um, uh, do it out of five bubbling jars of slime nice nice mm. bubbling jars of slime and I'm gonna go with now. I'm going to go with three and a half being on the harshest side. Oh my goodness. And I'll tell you the reasoning is because I can't give it a 3.8 what? or a 3.75. Yes. Oh, I, oh, mate. I am, I am, I am gutted. Mm. Gutted. This will be the last two reels podcast between me and Harry, <laughs> yeah. it seems. Oh, I wish I'd never come back now. Harry's going to be Should doing a lot. stayed in retirement. <laughs> Can you get the shotgun out and just kill me again? Uh. Um, yeah. Oh, um, okay. 
Well, um, for me, I'm giving it 4.5. Okay. Uh, bubbling jars of slime <laughs> out of five. Um, it just edges me on the point five there over one because, as I've as I've said, I I I much prefer it. I think it's better, but I I I completely acknowledge that I'm uh, I'm in I'm in the the very small minority of just me mm. in that camp. So I'm sorry, listeners. Please don't unsubscribe. There, I'm just imagining it. I'm just imagining you. Welcome to the Ghostbusters 2 fan convention, guys. I'm just imagining um, it. It's like the, a massive hall and it's just absolutely empty. It looks like, uh, what was it, like Tanacon or like, uh, what was that? Alcunacon in South Park. No, there, there was one in real life where it was like... Uh, like a, a tumbler event where there oh. was just like a little paddling pool with like balls in. Yeah. And uh, I'm just imagining it be, being you and it's, you've got like a little name tag and it's like chairman of the Ghostbusters <laughs> 2 fan club. Chairman, uh, vice chairman, <laughs> treasurer, secretary and, all, and only fan. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, yeah. God. Brilliant. I know. Well, listen, guys, Lee, well, drop us some comments. Um, what do you think of Ghostbusters 2? Um, am I? Do, can, does anyone out there agree with me, or am I just completely by myself here? Yeah, <laughs> any of those, just just at us on Twitter, at yeah. Two Reels, like us on Facebook at Two Reels, and also Instagram. Follow us at Two Reels Podcast. Um, nice. All of those Two Reels Podcast. Um, yeah. Just uh, let Harry know that he's not alone. <laughs> yeah, you please, know. someone. There must be someone out there. There's seven billion people on the planet. <laughs> Surely, there's seven billion people that listen Surely. to Two Reels podcast. Listen, Surely, someone, out, someone out there. If if you agree with me and you think Ghostbusters Two is better, then then you know, f- f- find me on Instagram. Let's be friends because we're we're because really... he's got another convention coming up and he doesn't want to pay for <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just yeah, by exactly. himself. Because oh, I, I need someone to come to my convention. I need someone to d- give me deposit money for the hall. Yeah, um... yeah. I bought I bought fifty thousand t shirts and I've still got all of them <laughs> in my room. Oh, good. Um... And then for Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, mm. I mean, I can really only think of doing it out of five Paul Rudding. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, out of five Paul Rudd, Paul Rudding. Yeah. Um, and what would you give it out of five? Uh, I give Ghostbusters Afterlife, I think, a very respectable and solid four Paul Rudding, Paul Rudd Rudding. <laughs> Paul Rudd, Paul Rudding. Paul Rudd, Paul Rudding, yes. Um, out of five. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, like I said, it had some, um, uh, again, for want of a better word, flaws. Yeah, but a few flaws and a few missed opportunities, A few maybe. missed opportunities. That's a much better expression, yeah. Mm. A few missed opportunities, a few sort of like, um, a few needed a few tweaks here and there. Not a perfect film like Ghostbusters 2. Um, but... Um, <laughs> It's um, but you know what? Solid, apps solid, solid sequel slash instalment. Um, definitely up there in the top three best franchise, uh, franchise, uh, best nostalgia sequels yeah. ever made. Um, uh, everyone was on great form. I love the characters. I lo- I really like the new team, which was a surprise. I was expecting to hate them. Yes. Um, and uh. Very, very touching and emotional tribute to the late great Harold Ramis. So mm. it's 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 a it's a um, 
a, a, a solid minimum fourth for me. Mm. And I'm going to go for a four. Yeah. Four Paul Rudd, Paul Rudding out of five. Uh, all the same reasons. It's just, it's so solid as a return to a franchise that has been dormant for so long. Mm. And uh, honestly, I just, you know, I could expect it to be a five, like, but I mean, what films are? Like, it would have to have been like an instant classic mm. for it to be a five. Like and, The Matrix. And if... <laughs> which you gave a, a four to. Did I give it a four? I swear I gave it a 4.5. No, I definitely didn't give The Matrix a four. I think you did. Honestly. I'm going to go re edit that. It was that. shocking. I'm going to go re edit that podcast. Shocking. I fucking swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I give it, I give it a four because. Um, yeah, I couldn't have really. I know we've had some changes. We made some changes, some very good changes. We did. Um, but what else could I expect from this film? Um, honestly, uh, and it's it's really good to come out of the cinema um, just like we were, just like smiling the whole time, and then obviously shedding a tear at the end and then when we get out we're both absolutely beaming and oh, then yeah. you know it's it's so rare to leave a cinema like that um even after films that i have enjoyed more for different reasons um like we were talking about Endgame, i was when i left the cinema for it i was satisfied yes i don't think i was as happy or as stirred quite emotionally i mean it was close because you know that's 10 years plus of filmmaking yeah right but there. it was it was a different it's a different feeling of satisfaction yeah it's a different feeling of satisfaction but this this topped that i think yeah for me endgame was more of a payoff yes this was more of a, a satisfying farewell yeah slack conclusion yeah um, and then you know to see what this is gonna where we're gonna go from here you know they might Again, they might not take it in a great direction, but you know, you have to live in optimism after a sequel like this comes around. Yeah. So, yeah, four. Yeah. Paul Rudd, Paul Rudding, like only Paul Rudd can. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I, I I may regret saying this later, but it's it's also um, given me a very faint glimmer. Um, very, and I'm t- we're talking very faint, mm. like a, like one percent on your fo- battery on your phone faint. <laughs> yeah. But a very faint glimmer of hope for the future of not not cinema as a whole. That's a bit dramatic, but yes, of um, you know, uh, the current state of cinema. Yeah, and and of the the the, the current the, trends of the Hollywood. trend, the trends of cinema, mm. the rehashing um, and rebooting. Of old material and mm-hmm. and the 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 big uh, at the moment popularity with um, nostalgia sequels mm-hmm. um, and the it, it's given me hope. It sort of proves that you know I think I do genuinely believe that this film was made with with love and respect and heart and it wasn't just a cash grab. I I, I in no way felt that this was this this was a cash grab mm. at all. Um, and I, I don't feel like that really for anything else in these days in any of my favorite franchises yeah. i don't feel like um 
this it was brought back for this reason or this reason or this reason a part of me deep down just just think yeah there's just this is because a bunch of executives sat around and said um oh let's bring back this franchise so we can make money off it we literally have the rights to this franchise let's make money and that's how it felt when they when when they made and released the event that yes. thing that happened 2016 mm. that did feel like that because it was it was using that name that brand to cash in on it that was trying to play on nostalgia mm. but that's a great example of doing it badly yes this was a great example of doing it very 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 well yes so for that reason if you're an executive at a movie studio and you want to do a nostalgia sequel who are you going to call Jason Reitman Um, in the toilet I'm just going to take this opportunity to reiterate that Ghostbusters 2 is way better than 1 I ain't afraid of no ghosts I ain't afraid of no ghosts 